1: what's happening Mike Schmidt 40 year old boy podcast I gotta tell you the air conditioning is rumbling in the background it has not been off since last week that's right remember the last time I spoke at you guys we talked about lettuce and fun stuff like that well let me tell you something I had the air conditioning on then I've had it on the entire week and, uh, and now you're thinking to yourself, well, why would you air condition your apartment when you went to Colorado? Oh, 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 do, do I have a tail for you? No, I don't. I wish I had a tail for you. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be fun if I had gone to Colorado and there was all sorts of stories to tell you about mountains and goats and uh, mountain goats? What if I did that? What if I broke it up into three mountains, goats, mountain goats, mountains, a, we drove, we saw some mountains, B closer inspection of those mountains brought some goats into view c by the clever deduction and the transitive property of mountain slash goat with a cosine i could deduce for you that those goats that i looked at in uh two or b or whatever the fuck i labeled it those were truly mountain goats uh but of course we were driving so i couldn't possibly tell right i'm in the backseat of the car peering out the window my friends are in the front laughing we're all joking maskless because that's what you do when you're in the car. When you're amidst friends that you've known for 40 years, you do this, you take chances. You climb in a car together, you drive, you turn on the AM radio, you listen to old school little talk shows, maybe some Art Bell reruns. You look out at some goats, you speculate whether they're mountain goats or if it's the actual band of mountain goats. What if that happened? What if we were driving in Colorado? I look up at the mountains... And there were uh, not just goats, but mountain goats, and also the mountain goats. There was a band, and what if they had saddled up the goats? If you're the mountain goats, you gotta have. There's gotta be some bad fucking photo op from early on in the band's history where they were with goats, right? Don't you think? I mean, I'm sure they chose it ironically or whatever. Dude, we're the mountain goats, whatever the fuck. Bäh. And then, sure enough, someone's like, uh, it's, I, and, "All right, I will tell you this. Maybe they're too cool for that. I don't know anything about the mountain goats. Who's in that band? Some uh, are they cornpone country idiots? I don't know anything about the mountain goats. I'm sure they're great." It's like when I learned about who did I just learn about? Uh, oh, dude, you know who I learned about? Brace yourselves for this. Uh, I learned about about the uh, the drive by truckers, and how did I learn about the drive by truckers? Well, there was a gateway, of course. I didn't I didn't just go, hey, because look, you know me. There's the way I went. Oh, fuck. How have I been not been listening to the drive-by truckers all this time? Well, that, that's not me, and that's not coming out of my mouth ever in a billion fucking years, right? So, I mean, I but there's I had to find them somehow. I wasn't just perusing Spotify, and I got to the Ds, and I was like, hmm, Dawkins, hmm, David Bowie, hmm, Dennis DeYoung, hmm, drive-by truckers. Let's give them a day in court. I also have to pass my day in court <laughs> to find the drive-by truckers. Uh, I should have given them a day in court, right? Why, why wouldn't you give... If your band is named Day in Court, I'm going to give you a Day in Court. Name your band Day in Court. Contact me; I'll give you a Day in Court, and then I'll talk about you here on this very podcast. This podcast has been going for twelve long years. Oh my goodness, can you believe that? I was talking to somebody this week, uh, some podcasters, as a matter of fact, and I mentioned that I was in the twelfth year of my show. and And you should the look on their face was was as as if somehow uh, a man had broken into their homes and forced them to eat a lemon. Uh, you know, because if you eat a lemon on your own, you kind of make that like. Yeah, this is kind of funky, but oh well, I chose to do this. But if you're like kind of half, like with a puss on your face, you're kind of sad, and a guy breaks in your house with a goddamn Rambo knife, one of those big ass fucking double sided ones that you can actually put your finger in the hole in so you can control it better and spin it and put it back in the holster. And the guy's like, Eat a fucking lemon, man. And you're like, What the fuck? Why would you break into my house just to feed me citrus? And he's like, Cause I prevent scurvy all over neighborhoods in these United States. And you're like, All right, man, I'll choke down that lemon. And then he cuts it with the Rambo knife. That's the best part. You know why, though? Because he wants to cut it with the Rambo knife in case he has to cut you later. and there's citric acid on the knife, and then the slicing and dicing burns that much more. He thought ahead. That man had a plan for you. He wants you to suffer. He doesn't want you to just be cut. He wants you to be suffering in that cut. Probably going to throw some salt on you as well. But then you eat a lemon at knife point. You ever eat a lemon at knife point? No, no, of course you haven't. Who the fuck has ever eaten a lemon at knife point? Well, I can tell you four dudes this week will look like they ate a, a, a lemon at knife point. Because I told them that I was uh, a 12-year podcaster. And they, having been podcasters for... I think three years, or possibly four. I don't know. They they, they were uh, they were taken aback by the twelve year uh, angle, uh, and then of course I said, "Well, it's, uh, <laughs> I mentioned the movie Twelve Years a Slave, and we had a grand laugh. Oh ho ho! Look at us laughing at our privilege." All right. Uh, so I don't know if the I don't know if the mountain goats are are, are good. Oh, so anyway, it's a drive by truckers. That's what I was talking about. So I, I found the drive by truckers because, and it might have been even if you're listening to the show, perhaps it was you that turned me onto the drive by truckers because somebody on uh, Facebook, posted a line from a song, and it was a, uh, a Jason Isbell song. Now, if you don't know Jason Isbell, who also I did not know, Jason Isbell, is, uh, he's one of the drive-by truckers. In fact, he's the one who drives. Although I hope not, because he left the bands so and not the drive-by truckers are what? They're the they're the walk by truckers, I guess, because Jason Isbell left and took all the vehicles. I think he's still friends with them. I don't think it was some sort of fucking bad breakup. And you can't dude, if you're in a country band, there's no bad breakup. If you're in a country band, you're in a country band for life. Until the plane goes down. That's that's the only time your country band gets to fucking break up. If you're in Oklahoma or what if Alabama, whatever the fuck, whatever state you're named after, if you're the Oak Ridge boys, there's not there's the Oak Ridge boys were the Oak Ridge boys fucking forever. There wasn't some dude in the Oak Ridge Boys that goes, you know what? I'm going to drift off on my own and just be Robert and nobody's like, fuck you, man, you gotta stay in the Oak Ridge Boys. Nobody, nobody's paying to see Oak Ridge Boy, alright? Nobody's ought to see Robert, the, uh, the obstinate Oak Ridge Boy who thought he could break out on his own solo. No, man, you're in the Oak Ridge Boys till the fucking plane goes down. You're in Alabama till the fucking plane goes down. That's how it works with country bands. Other bands might break up, because they're drinking, they're arguing, they're having a fuck time, they're just like, oh, I don't believe this, we're having a merch fight, like, they don't care about the fucking shirts, and everybody's pissed off. Uh, so that's why metal bands and shit, like, they don't break up, because they're only mature. Country Dudes are just like, man, give me a fucking, give me a git box and a chaw and four of my friends and a fire. Because that's how all country bands start. There's no, I, although now I guess it's all, there's got a sheen all over it. They poured fucking a patina of gloss. It's all shiny and fuck like that. I, Luke Bryan and these other idiots, they're all fucking conjured in a lab. But in the old days, fuck that country bands were just fucking. It was it literally it was a git box a four uh, eight cheeks full of chaw and, and a fire. And you sat around it. And you sang songs about your fucking wife and your dog and whatever the else fucking thing that came into your goddamn brain uh, and the flag. You talked about the rebel flag. Probably you sang about that. And now that's going away. And now, country people, are like, what are you going to sing about now? What flag do you sing about now? The checkered flag at NASCAR. Oh, no, perhaps NASCAR has been canceled because they've banned the other. Oh, my God, uh, yawning. Uh I don't know. I don't know how you handle your business, NASCAR. I don't know how you country people handle your goddamn business either. I don't know how anybody handles their fucking business. I can't even handle my own business. But I was turned down to a Jason Isbell by a lyric that was on Facebook, and this lyric was uh it was as follows. Brace yourself. Uh there, there was a song. I didn't even know the song. I just saw the lyric. The person didn't even linked the song anything. They just linked the lyric and it said, uh if There's one thing I can't stand. Or no, if there's if there's one thing I can't take, it's the sound that a woman makes about five seconds after her heart begins to break. That's one thing I can't take, and I uh, look, I I I'm old now. Certainly, I I live in a different world. And uh, and I think about those things, you know, in the old days, you're carefree, you're young, you're gallivanting to and fro, you're probably breaking hearts, you're getting your heart broke a couple of times, you get kicked in the balls, you're like, whatever the fuck, there's pussy right around the corner. Uh, But then you get old and you get wistful and you start to look back and think of all the mistakes that you've made and and, uh, the things you've done that you shouldn't have done. And you also feel about being uh, how you've been torn up in relationships before. Like I said, as a young person, maybe you're just like, whatever, man, let's move on to the next one. I don't know why he's a fucking weird hippie, but he is he's like whatever man we go to find that let's find a new chick man let's do this uh but once you've loved and lost or once and once you've made mistakes or you've had mistakes made against you and there's been transgressions and things and uh and and then you you just that line that line resonates it sticks to you it sticks to your ribs like a morning oatmeal holy fuck if there's one thing i can't take it's a sound that a woman makes About five seconds after her heart begins to break. Oh, my God. Because if you think about it again, that's a line in a song. You're like, ooh, that's that's an effective line. But if you really think about it again, it's that thing where if you've been in those fights or you've been in those discussions or you've you've had your stuff set on fire uh, or you've (laughs) or you've had somebody uh, bite your arm and and yell at you as you're trying to walk out the door, uh, it's. These things uh, they stay with you, man. Fuck. And then when you hear that song, you're just like Jesus Christ. And, and look, by the way, uh, that guy—he's not saying like, oh yeah, we—you know—it was a mutual breakup. He, that guy might have done in that song, Jason Isbell, might have done terrible things, which you find out as you read more about him. Because again, I, I did a deep dive. Once I heard that, I read that line, and I was like, God damn, that's an effective lyric. And then I went to Google it, and I found out who Jason Isbell was. And then I actually, this is a, this is a while ago. It was like two months ago. I posted it on Facebook, and I said, I'm now. I've now been exposed to the works of Jason Isbell and a bunch of people jumped in and like, oh, my God, drive by truckers. Oh, my God, I, I envy you. And they all named songs and stuff like that. And I had already built a playlist and I started to listen. And, and it was funny. The songs that they all mentioned were all on the playlist. And, uh, and he's got a song about a woman who's dying of cancer that he's in a bar with. I mean, it, that is just devastating. Uh, and then so then I pivoted. I listened to the Isbell stuff. Oh, there's, there's a song called Stoplight Town, I think. And I know you're like, oh, is it? What is it? A banjo? Bing, ding, 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 stoplight town. Oh, everybody knows your name. Kind of like that, but it's not corny like that. Uh, but it's essentially uh, everything has gone completely awry. There's no, like nothing good is happening anymore in his life where he lives. Uh, the only thing keeping him there is his sick father in the hospital, and he's just and because he just he broke up. It starts out where he's in a supermarket and he's buying flowers. Uh, and obviously he's going to try to patch up a thing that he's fucked up. And even the cashier is like, yeah, I was sorry to hear about it. Uh, and then it makes him go, fuck, everybody knows me here. Why, why am I even here? And then he starts the reminiscence. Well, it's because his dad is sick and he thought his dad was going to die, but then he didn't. And so he's stuck. Uh, and then the song ends up. He's, I think he's like eight hours out of town having a coffee cause he fucking just bailed that night. He got in his car and he fucking split. And, uh, and I think that's something we can all relate to these days. Just wanting to get into your fucking car and go, right? Don't you just want to fucking bail? Don't you just want to head for the hills and see a goat? I know I do. Fuck. Um and we can't. We just fucking can't. I've I've preached that you can't. I've made fun of people who did. I've I've pointed out the folly of anybody going for a fucking burger and sitting in a restaurant and making somebody wait on them or kids going to bars or people going to the beach, whatever the fuck, and and it brought me no joy. To, to wag a finger at anybody who's involved in that kind of thing. It doesn't doesn't make me happy to not be involved in those kinds of things. Dude, a summer is gone. Do you realize that? I mean I'm, I'm again, I'm 53 fucking years old, man, and I just lost a summer. And it's one of those things where, you know, when you were a kid, if you broke your leg or whatever and you get to look out the window at your friends playing football, all that kind of stuff, I mean, you know, you go, well, whatever, I'll, you were bummed and sad, but you also were like, well, fuck, I'll play next year, I'll play this fall, or there was all those things. But man, when you get, be, you get to be 53, you get to be old or older, or however the fuck you want to look at it, but like I've told everybody, I'm as old as I've ever been, you, uh, you don't have a lot of summers to give away. You don't have a lot of time that you can just let slip away and go, oh, well, I'll, I'll make it up on the back end. No, you won't. You won't. There is no back end. I got news for you. This is the back end. And, and if, if I'm losing daylight on the back end, I don't, I don't know what the fuck to do you know, and, and you can do those things where you just, you dedicate yourself in a way where you're like, Oh yeah, this will never happen again. Fuck. I'm never going to fall prey to this again. But the second the world goes back to normal, if it ever goes back to normal, I'm going to be outside and gallivanting. I'm going to be in a fucking conga line. I'm going to mambo with everybody. I wear a fucking zoot suit. It's going to be so fun. Uh, I'll be at the beach. I'll be playing volleyball with fucking goose. I cannot wait. Um, but you have to remember that. That's the thing you have to, you have to keep that in your head because it is so easy to turn the other way I'm losing daylight all the fucking time I I sit in my house uh and now again now it's it's you know it's it, I sit in my house manually all right I've made the decision to stay in my house now let's talk about Colorado you know I I I think I vaguely alluded to it on the show the last couple of weeks that I was going to Colorado to spend time with my friends um I had, I had, con- I was so buggy here in the fucking house. I had contacted my buddy Dennis and he lives in Denver and it just, it just, there was real appeal to me in just hopping in the fucking car and going. And so I, 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 you know, called him, we talked and I said, Hey, look, I, you know, I've been thinking about just fucking climbing in the vehicle and driving by you if you're around. And he's like, fuck it, do it, go come over. And I said, great. So I, I started to kind of formulate a plan in my brain of when to do it, where to do it, where to go, when. And, uh, and two days later, I get a note from my buddy Woj, and he texts me. He's like, hey, Schmitty, we're, we're going to my fucking house in Breckenridge. Uh, here's the dates you're going. And, and then it was real. Okay, it wasn't that, oh, man, wouldn't it be neat to get into a car and just drive, man, and just hit the open road? You know, a how I feel. Fucking golden earring and some bullshit. I'm not going to do that, right? But it, it's in your brain. You're like, oh, that'd be so cool to fucking radar love the shit out of it up and down the goddamn fucking freeway and get over to Denver. Then he says we're going to Breckenridge to the house and there's dates. And so I have to sit and take stock, and I look, and I think, and I even wrote him, I said, hey, look, you know, that's, that's awesome, but it, it all kind of depends on money, and the dates, and, and let me take a look, and that's, you know who that is, we've talked about him before, that's, uh, that's old man Mike, that's old man Mike, who lives inside my gigantic fucking carcass these days and every day, you know, you have to fight the urge to be old, you have to fight the urge to not do things that you want to do, because you think they're a hassle, uh, I've talked about this in here before. You know, like, times when I wasn't going to go to Guns N' Roses or Van Halen, but I went by myself because I was like, "Fuck this! You got, you want to do this? You want to do this?" Um, there's a movie called Slacker. If you've never seen it, Richard Linklater did it, and there's a great scene where it's a couple, and a woman is like, "All right, we're uh, let's go to the beach," and he's like, "Nah, I don't want to go fucking sand and 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 heat," and she's like, "Well, no, let's. What, what are you talking about? It'll be totally fun. It's going to be hot this weekend. We'll go to the beach." And he goes, "No, that's manufactured fun." You can't just go to the beach. You know, you got to make a plan. You got to get you got a cooler. You got to get a fucking beach ball and blow it up. You got to get a Frisbee. And uh, and she's like, what are we going to do? Sit in the fucking backyard and read all day? And he's in a robe at like three in the afternoon. And he's like, yeah. I mean, he's all for it. And, and there's something to be said for being that kind of misanthrope. But at the same fucking time, fuck you. Get out of your house. Go live. Breathe. Be in the sun. Do something, right? So... In the best of times, I don't make the right choices where I'm deciding, oh, I'll go here. Or I'll do this or let's do that or go to the beach. Now, I I, I was doing that for a while. Um, you know, in 2013, after, after my wife <laughs> bailed, I kind of seized the day. You know, once I got a gig because I worked down by the beach. So I'd work a, a day shift and then I'd go to the beach in between work shifts and just sit there and just smell the ocean and watch waves and listen to it, man. It was, it was, it was powerful because it wasn't anything that I ever wanted to do before, but I was down there every day. So why not? Why not? And I would, I would get lunch or I would get something. I wasn't eating much at the time. It was when eating was for the week. Um, but, and I just sit there and fucking smell the air for two hours, watch people fucking roller skate or whatever. just, it just to be there in the sun and hear the ocean waves and smell—it just—it's—it's it's fucking powerful, man. It's really powerful. It's one of those things that once you're there, it's—you don't ever question why you're there. But what you question, of course, is the oh, do I want to get up and fight traffic to go from the valley all the way to the beach, and then you got to park, and it's twenty-five bucks, and then I got to go here and blah, dude. I, if this summer has taught us anything, it's that we should never ever look at anything as a hassle ever again. I mean, I I might be happy to go to the fucking DMV. I don't know. I I, I don't know. Seriously. I, I, you know, I used to go when I was working by the beach, I would deliver to the beach too late at night because you drive till nine or 10. And even then I, I really liked going by the beach. And sometimes after work, I would just, I would go, I would go down there. And, and just to hear the ocean, because there was, you know, you didn't have to go to the main drag. Here's the thing. There's some secrets in, in L.A. I mean, obviously, you can go to Zuma or you can go to the fucking Santa Monica Pier or in Venice. There's you can go right to Venice Beach. But if you go a little further down past Washington and, and you know, you go to there's these side alleys that you can go to. And if you park, I mean, obviously, you're, you're not supposed to park there because it's fucking illegal. And if someone reports you, that's fine. But if you can do it late enough at night. Um, and then you just walk and you can hop. There's a chain. It's not even a fence. You hop the chain and you're on the beach and there's the moon and there's the ocean and it's, it's black as fucking pitch, but it smells unbelievable and it sounds amazing and you'll never forget it. And, you know, I, this is at, at a time I was, uh, uh, everything was new for me then. New gig, new life. You know, my my ex had left and I was I was dating somebody else and so then all I wanted to do was share that with them. So I would film it and I'd send, you know, movies and you, you you should be here, you should whatever, all that stuff. You know, it was just this this awakening to things that I had I had always shunned or ignored or never participated in. I never cared. And then I decided, you know what? Fuck you be a yes. You need to be a yes. And I and I started to be a yes all the time and it was so great and uh you know and that all (laughs) everything everything went back and forth and there was you know things got thrown into a wood chipper and whatever the fuck and uh you know I had to extricate myself from that situation unfortunately uh and then and then I was lost for a while you know not not knowing what to do and then you know, you're fucking Ubering, you're driving, you're doing this, all these things, and whatever, it's, the the point is, is I fucking spin off, now, (laughs) all of a sudden, I start going, yeah, and then, man, everything sucked, and then it was terrible, and then I bought a rope, and uh, just couldn't find anywhere heavy enough to hang myself from, Uh, no, you, you, you live your life, and you, and you try to make the most of it, and, and you take it for granted. I, th- I think, if anything, we've all learned from this six-month period that we take everything for fucking granted in life. Um, going to a restaurant, going to a movie, going to a ball game, just going out. And then there are the people who don't take it for granted, the people who are still going out and doing it and not realizing that if they would stop, we could all get a fucking handle on it and all of us could go back out and do stuff. Wouldn't that be fucking great? Um but you can't you can't set anybody straight. You can't grab them by the fucking lapels and go, "Hey, man, you know you're you're we're trying to save humanity here, or at least slow down the fucking end of it." And it and it doesn't matter. It just it, it there will be people um, who will fight it forever. And and I look, man, I've I've done deep dives into this stuff, and I have read that that. That, you know, because here was the thing. If you remember, they used to tell us, hey, man, the heat's going to kill it. Oh, uh, yeah. No, heat kills it. It's it's really bad for the virus. So when the summer comes, it's just going to fucking disappear. It's going to dry up. It's going to cook off. You know what I mean? It's like it's like burning off the goddamn marine layer. It's just going to go away. And, um you know, as as we see, there are there are, I, I think a thousand people a day getting sick or 3000 people a day getting sick i think it's a thousand because it's like a 911 every 3 days was was the phrase i saw which is look man if you're measuring your shit in 911s that i you've you've really hit peak idiot at that fucking point and if you're okay with it like if if you if you're measuring your fucking tragedy in 911s and that's become a unit of measure for you and you're still not trying to fucking stop it then, then I can't fucking help you, man. I can't. There's, there's, you know, there's certainly we can't even get you fuckheads to flip to the metric system, which is easier than anything in the fucking world. And now you're gonna measure shit in nine-elevens and go, yeah, that, that sounds reasonable. That's good. Every three days we have a nine-eleven. That's okay. It's fine. What do you mean? It's fucking fine, man. I, I don't, I don't know. So, uh. You know, I, I I hope it turns around. I don't think it will, because this thing that I read, it said that the summer, you know, oh, yeah, it'll burn it off. No, no, it's not. It's it's it hasn't. As I've stated, a thousand people a day are getting it. So this thing I read was basically that this winter is going to be bleak. I mean, these people are just sitting here. And they're going, hey, look, you don't understand that if if covid is still here in the winter and it will be, it's not even an if it will be here. And then when the real flu shows up. And collides with it. They don't know what that's going to do to the virus. They don't know what they're going to do when they work together in tandem. They don't know. They they have no answers because, again, this thing is ever changing, uh, as indicated by the fact that, you know, sometimes somebody loses a fucking toe or somebody can't breathe or somebody can't taste anything. It's just they, it affects all these different people in different fucking ways. And then when the winter comes and brings the flu that we always struggle through anyway and it collides with fucking covid it's just gonna be this fucking germ tornado man i mean masks might not even work at that fucking point who the fuck knows and will people still then just deny it when it cranks up to a 9 11 every single fucking day when three thousand people are getting sick i don't know i don't fucking know and look man i don't want to fucking talk about this i i got no interest in discussing this with you guys right you know, wouldn't you rather hear about uh, cool things? Yeah, I hey, here's this cool ass story. Let's talk about this. But it's 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 just affecting us. It still is and it won't stop and people refuse refuse to 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 behave. I I know behave is a bad word because that's what everybody's like. You can't tell me what to do and So I'm going to Colorado. I was going to go to Colorado this week and and uh I told Woj I would be there. It was me, Woj, Dennis, and Jimmy O. And we were going to go. And uh, I, I waited. I said, all right, if I drove, it's 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 15 hours each way. Uh, if I bust balls, it's probably 13 hours each way. So that's a 26-hour round trip uh, over the course of four days. And it's either that or it's a two-and-a-half-hour flight. Uh, I apologize. It's, yeah, two-and-a-half hours. So you're looking at that's five hours in the air round trip, plus, you know, dealing with the airport, fucking security, and being close to people and all that kind of stuff. Because, I mean, look, I've been in fucking airports since any of the shit at the fan. I don't know if people are being safe, if they're being jag-offs. I got no fucking clue, you know? I mean, if they're being jag-offs at the supermarket, I'm sure they're being jag-offs at the fucking airport, but I don't know. So, But I was willing to find out, and I said, all right, well, look, what what's, what's my exposure? How do I mitigate this? And I thought to myself, honestly, I said, you know what, six hours round trip at an airport, is safer than, than 27 hours round trip in a car. Uh, because if I'm driving in the car, 13 hours, I got to stop for gas, might have to stop and eat something, might even have to stop and sleep, probably not going to get a hotel, but I'm going to sleep on the side of the fucking road. Uh, I, who knows what's at a rest area, and like it's wide open, I don't know, I don't have a sleeping bag. The fuck am I, Grizzly Adams? No, man, I'm just I'm just trying to get to fucking Breckenridge so I can eat steaks with my friends. Now I got to pull off and sleep in a fucking, you know, literally. And with my luck, I'd be driving and there'd be like a tunnel and I'd be like, oh, I'll pull in there. And it turns out it's the fucking Roadrunner painted a black thing and I smash into it and die. And he just me- meeps the shit out of me and fucking bails, just leaves me in the smoking wreck of my goddamn car. And everybody's just like, why'd this asshole drive into a fucking wall? Well, I got news for you, man, because a fucking cartoon bird painted a fucking black hole in it thinking I was a goddamn coyote when I was just a dude from California trying to go meet his friends, you fucks. Blame that guy. Put him on a wanted poster. Put him in a fucking post office. Is there? Uh, if there's a post office, are there any post offices left? I don't know if there are, because that's another thing's getting cannibalized and fucking destroyed by the the ghouls who run this fucking country, man. <laughs> what the fuck? We're gonna ruin the post office, and there are people who are just like. And again, I this is all right. Look, fuck. All right, we're gonna do this. Fuck it. You, you're stupid. You're fucking stupid. All right. If you if you if you side with this asshole, if you side with this fuckneck, and he's like, hey man, I'm, uh, you know what? There's a lot of people that aren't racist, or they might be, and you're just like, yeah. And then he's like, yeah, and another thing, we're gonna put some people in some cages and shit, and you're like, yeah. And then he's like, yeah, and another thing, I'm gonna give a big tax cut to rich people. Oh, yeah. All right. And here's another thing. I'm not going to help any of you out after the sickness. Well, I'm going to help you out for a couple of months. But then after that, ah, you got to kind of pick up yourself by your bootstraps and go back to work. And, uh, and when I say go back to work, I mean, everybody goes back to fucking work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And by the way, I'm, uh, I'm going to destroy the post office. What? Yeah, I'm going to stop the mail from coming. Because here's the thing there are people who are like who are still like yeah fucking post office jerks you know these because these are the things when we were kids all right I remember this growing up people would bitch people would bitch about the post office oh they would bitch about the price of stamps oh my god I can't believe stamps went up oh man I gotta wait in line so much at the post office. I've done it I've posted photos from a post office I'm in like 12th in line I'm like oh whatever and uh and so now, when he just fucking takes a goddamn machete to it, everybody's just like, "Yeah, okay." Because again, the institutions that we've complained about—they've convinced people that no institution is worth supporting. None. The the post office. Boo! Sucks. Stupid idiots. Short pants. Get a real job. I, mean, I I grew up hearing that the post office was a great job. Like it was always it was a union, and you you got good wages and. You got exercise. You're out walking, possibly. You're getting some sun, maybe. Bo, jerks. Go get a real job. Oh, well, okay. Seems weird, but all right. Um, just, just, just destroying something that we took for, like, again, people, because again, people would complain. The IRS, uh, boo, fucking, you know, got to pay our taxes. And then he's like the, dismantled the IRS. The FBI, he's dismantling them. He's dismantling the intelligence community. He's, he's dismantling the fucking CDC and the, and the fucking World Health Organization. It's just like, what do you, what the fuck? And people are like, yeah, stupid Center for Disease Control telling me about fucking Zika virus and mosquitoes. Fuck you, get a real job. What is, what is a real job? I'm, af- I'm afraid, unfortunately, that in this country, the only thing left that people think is a real job is the military or the cops, because that's the only thing people seem to support. Uh, a certain segment of the population, anyway, and and also I, let's yeah I put it this way, I, I should change the way I phrase that. I wouldn't say that it's the only thing that a certain segment of the po- of the population supports. I would say these are the only institutions, the military and the police, that if you don't support them, people go out of their mind and call you an American and tell you to get the fuck out of the country. Like they you you can't like you can question the post office, you can question the intelligence, you can question the CDC and the Who, but but you can't question the cops of the military because everybody goes, boo, if you don't like it, fucking get out. And uh and I I I don't know how we got to there. I well fuck you. I know exactly how we got to there. Because they've lionized these fucking organizations for god knows how long. I go to ball, ball games and they gotta play the fucking God Bless America and the National Anthem before every game and God bless America and the seventh inning of baseball games. Flyovers with military jets and uh, and and fucking even even now that the fucking the football team in Washington the fucking Redskins has to change their fucking name they've decided to change their name because so right now they're just the Washington football team which is good for them I stay you know what stay with that you unimaginative fucks you you mean to tell me you didn't see this day coming that eventually you're gonna have to fucking change it and you didn't have like ten titles on deck. You couldn't you be like the Washington Crickets or the fucking Washington Wombats or the Washington Water, or whatever the fuck. I don't know you want to be alliterative, great. If you don't, that's fine, too. Washington Tiggers or Tigers or fucking Bears, Washington, whatever the fuck, anything. Grizzly Bears, Polar Bears, who fucking cares? Uh, what am I, Dr. Seuss? <laughs> but but you these ass fucks instead, they, so they're another Washington football team, right? And And even when they fucking bailed on it, they put out a statement and they're like, they, first of all, they say the word Redskins forty times in the statement. The Redskins feel that as a Redskins thing to do would be to get rid of the Redskins name, even though we love the Redskins name. We're going to put the Redskins on the shelf. I'm not going to talk about Redskins anymore. Uh, and they said we're going to come up with a name that's appropriate uh, that honors our military and and our place in the NFL or whatever the fuck. And I'm like, what? 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 What the fuck? Your football team? How the fuck are you honoring the military? It's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. You know, they, they, look at the fucking Packers. The Saints, the Raiders. You know what I mean? These are just be a cartoon name. Be the Devils. Be the Washington Devils, or the Demons, or the or the Washington Cloudbursts, or the Thunder, or some some dumb fucking. It's a sports team, man. You don't have to honor the military. What are you What are you going to be, the Washington Colonels? Or some the fucking Washington Major Generals, uh, because your team is the very model of that. I, I'm not going to lie to you, but still, I don't know. I don't know why, but but that's, that's where we live. You know, you, you, these venerated, you know, that's, that's what kicked off the whole fucking Kaepernick thing. He took a fucking knee. So everybody turned it into fucking, oh man, he's disrespecting, but he wasn't, he wasn't, he was trying to bring attention to police brutality. You were the fuck kids who turned into a flag thing who went fucking bananas over it. And yeah, you're going to write me and you're going to be like, ah, oh man, you don't fucking understand pig socks and Cuba. but yeah, fine, fine. You don't like them. That's fine. I'm not saying this is the thing. I'm not reaching out and saying to you, hey, man, you got to change your mind. You're, right. You're You've got to love this guy. I don't give a fuck if you hate him. It doesn't matter to me. I don't agree with you. But that's guess what? Guess guess America. You don't agree with me either. Solid. Look at that. Look at the look at the quorum we've come to here. Put out your hand. I'll shake it. We can agree on the fact that you don't think that that's a good thing to do. And I think it's fine. I don't give a fuck because I don't care because I don't understand military flyovers. And I don't understand any of the fucking national anthems, any of that goddamn shit. And yes, the military, I don't know, they saved our bacon in WW2, I guess is what I would say, which is fine. But they can't be beyond reproach. You can't, you can't, that's what I mean. It's like the post office, boo, fuck you, get a real job. People are mad at grocery stores or McDonald's or whatever. Boo, fuck you, get a real job, get a real job. And the the only institutions that people don't get to say that about are the cops and the military. Well, get it real. You know, I used to. I used to do a joke. It's not. A, I'm not even fucking kidding. And I apologize ahead of it because I realized it was a bad joke to do. But I used to do it early on, and uh, and it was talking about the military. And I was like, hey, I I'm sorry. Just because some dude barely graduated high school, he doesn't get to tell me what what the fuck to do. And uh, it, whenever anybody would lean on the military as their fucking, that was their thing. Well, I was in the, I was in, um, or whatever the fucking, I go, well, I, you know what? Maybe next time you should have gone to college. Maybe that, maybe you don't, maybe you don't get into the bullet ducking business. What the fuck? Now, look, I know now as an older gentleman, that that was an ignorant thing to say. Uh, and people, you know, and because also, but I was, I'll tell you this, the military used to be a way for people to get a college education and now they have busted that the fuck out because they send these guys on three, four, five, seven tours or whatever the fuck and 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 they wind up fucking leaving them in the lurch. They leave them hanging. They don't they don't take care of these guys. They come home. They don't get any treatment. They don't get you know they they give them lip service all fucking day. They wrap them in the flag carefully when they're in a pine box and throw it in the fucking ground. Give them 21 shots and everybody goes fucking home and cries for a day. But you don't really take care of these fucking troops. You don't really take care of these people. These people have given their lives to defend uh and, and Look, people have joined the military for any number of reasons. Maybe they believed in it. Maybe they're patriots. Maybe they wanted to go ahead and defend this country. Maybe they wanted to do all those things, right? And I get that. Or maybe they saw no other way out. Maybe it seemed like the way to get a job. Maybe it seemed like a way to, to go ahead and make a, an advancement. And I'll tell you what, for a while there, it probably seemed like a cushy thing to do to a certain extent. You went in, you followed some rules, and you was there for however long, and then you got your college, uh, you know, the GI Bill, you got to go to fucking school, But that was before the whole fucking world turned into an abattoir. And we started sending people to every other fucking country in the goddamn world to fucking take people out and Mogadishu and wherever the fuck else. Now, also, let me say this. I'm not Joe fucking government. I'm not Captain Facts. All right. This is all opinions. You don't like it. Obviously hit click. You probably hit click already. I'm I'm not, you know, don't be like, well, uh, actually, Michael, we went to Magadishu for the and I don't care. I don't give a fuck, man. I don't want to have some argument about the fucking army and that bullshit. It doesn't matter to me. I want people I here's what I want. Here's all I want. As a grown-up, as a as a podcaster of 12 years, ladies and gentlemen, here's what I want. I want everyone to be cared for and happy and safe. That's it. That's all. I I see I see it all coming apart at the fucking seams and I and I don't know what to do about it. I don't know where to go or or how to help. I don't know. You know, you I don't have money to throw at the problem. I'm not some rich dude. And even if I was a rich dude, it's not like I could fix anything by throwing money at the goddamn problem because it doesn't matter. There will always be more problems. you know until you can convince it's it's this thing where it's all deeply ingrained and and you know there's people on the streets all the time there's people on the streets in portland there's people on the streets that are that are taking to the streets to try to get some attention for defunding the police and and then of course every spin merchant gets a hold of that phrase they're like oh yeah defund the police you know what that well they're going to go so now you're going to have no police it's going to be crazy people breaking in your fucking house all the goddamn time and it's like well no that's not what they want to do You know, they want to defund the police and they want to take a whole bunch of money away and they start giving mental health professionals and actually start investing in the cities to fix the infrastructure and maybe help people who live in the streets. And and if there is crime, yes, obviously we'll need police to deal with crime, but we'll also need mental health professionals to deal with the crime that doesn't need five guys to show up with guns. You know, man, I don't I don't know. I don't fucking know. And I don't pretend to know. I'm not, you know, these are, this is again, opinion show. This is an opinion show, motherfuckers. Don't fucking come to me and be like, well, here's the facts. Yes, I get the facts. I know the facts. I've heard the facts. You know, I know there are people who are going to come at me and go, oh, you don't know what's going on for real in the streets of Portland. Yeah, I don't. You know why? Because I'm not there. Because I don't want to go on the streets of Portland and get a fucking soda can in the head or a flash grenade in the face. Or have some guy shoot a rubber bullet into my mouth? Bow, bow, bow. That's what I want to avoid. Hey, bye, a little lumba. Burr, did diddle, little little lumba. You know when you go to a protest and you stare a cop in the face, you know what you take home? Rub bullet. Bow, bow. I forgot to do Bane. I should have done Bane. I don't go to these things. I don't want to go. That's another thing. I feel guilty about it because I'm like I support these causes. I think these are good causes, but then I don't know what I'm. What am I going to do? I'm going to go stand there and be fat? That's just awful, right? I'm just now. I'm just a fucking hindrance, unless I'm the wall in the front, right? I just have to fuck it. I'll be like those dudes in a soccer game who just fucking cover their balls and try not to get fucking smoked. They'll just put me in the front. They're like, hey, let's line ten fat guys up there so they get all the tear gas and rubber bullets and we'll be back here playing trombone or whatever the fuck. I don't know, man. I don't fucking know. I I And look, this isn't funny. I recognize this shit isn't funny. Alright? This is just disillusioned bullshit as I as I go outside and I see people starting to just fucking Lose their last fucking nerve and go. Yeah, I'm not wearing masks anymore. Nah, I can't do it. You know, they're they're talking about opening up fucking colleges and and this, they pull this scam. They go, hey, let's open up the colleges. Yeah, it's totally cool. And they collect all the fucking tuition and all that shit. And then they get a fucking outbreak in three weeks. Then they send everybody home. and Go, yeah, it's online classes. And it's like, all right, we gave you all the fucking money for the for the rooms and the dorms and the fucking books and the college experience. So give us back our cash. Oh no, no, we can't do that. Possibly, it's this whole fucking country is just they're all we're all trying to find the marble under the shell that's it we're following the queen this whole fucking country is following the queen right now and every every rich asshole in the world is going no no take a look over here no look over here and i have to oh let's, let's mix it up let's go over here let's do that you like this you like that dude man this just just surviving right now is is like dealing with up-close magic and all of us have the same look on our face <gasps> Because we constantly can't follow the queen. None of us can follow the queen. We think we can. We want to. We look and think to ourselves, oh, no, that's this is a good plan. There's that. There's this. Oh, yeah, it's over there. It's on the left. It's on the left. Nope, sorry. It's not on the left. Looks like you're fucking boned, man. You just got to pay for college but not go to college. God damn it. I was going to go to Colorado. And uh, And I was ready. I was ready to go. I was making plans with my boys. I was like, and I even texted them, I'm like, man, I can't wait to have some fucking steak and laugh. They were going golfing. They talked about hiking. I said, that probably wasn't a good idea because I have done nothing in the past six months other than make sure I couldn't do a hike. Like literally, that's what it's been like as I've put on weight during quarantine. I, it seems like if I had a goal in mind, it was to never hike. That was it that I've been eating as if my goal in life were to never hike again. So I, I but I talked about going golfing. And just to walk the course with them, you know what I mean? Just to hang, just to hang out, just to see people, just to talk and fucking laugh. And again, man, I'm, I'm not, I'm lucky. Okay. And I recognize that I'm lucky. I still have an apartment. Uh, I'm, I'm still able to work from here and do this show and do Twitch and do, and, and everybody's been very generous with me and it makes me very happy. And so, uh, I mean, am I, you know, look, am I able to fucking fly out of fucking space like uh, Elon Musk? No, but I mean, I'm, I'm fine. I got food in the, cab- uh, in, the in the cabinet, in the cupboard, the cabard. I've got food in the kitchen. I've got, I've got all my lights are on. I've got Wi-Fi. I've got phone. I mean, I I have stuff that other people don't fucking have. I recognize that I have privilege and I'm, and I'm lucky, you know, I'm lucky because you guys have come through for me at a time when I've needed people to come through for me. And it makes me very happy. Um, and, and so this might sound like some fucking, the, the, the ramblings of a guy just bitching who doesn't deserve to bitch. But, I, but, but, but I, I don't think that's true, man. I, I think, I think, look, I think everybody's got a reason to bitch, particularly with what's going on, you know, but I'm incredibly lucky to have a roof over my head and still, and they have food to eat and a place to sleep. Like I, this, this is not even a joke. I bought new sheets. Like I bought a new set of sheets, and I think I talked about did I talk about them in here? I might have. I talked about them on Twitch, but whatever. Um, I'll just tell you real fast in case I didn't talk about it here. I opened them up, and uh, and they smelled like they smelled like a septic tank. I mean, they're just fucking gross. But I washed them with like three Tide pods and a downy ball, and they came out. They smelled perfect. I washed them, dried them. Finally, put some new sheets um, on on the, the, the. Dudes, they're the most comfortable sheets I've ever slept in. I mean, they're they're just. You, you lay in them and it's like it's like they they wrap themselves around you like a well-worn tire hi Elton. and uh it's this will be weird like they're they're warm and comforting and cooling at the same time like they don't make you sweat they're not just i don't even know how to explain it dudes but i just i laid down and i, I was asleep in an instant and uh and in fa- I, in fact i took a nap I haven't done that in fucking forever. I mean, I'll, I'll fall asleep on occasion, but I purposely was in, I walked into my bedroom in the afternoon and I took a fucking nap. I laid down in bed. I slept three hours because the sheets, the second you lay in them, you don't want to fucking move, man. They're just, they're just gorgeous, man. I love them. Um, so, you know, so I have those and, um, and I, I, I like, where I live, I like my house. Things are fine, so I'm not. I'm not bitching in a way where I'm like, "Oh, so tragic! I can't believe it! Oh, I can't go to the beach and look at the sun." I, I, I recognize these these sounds like the the fucking bleedings of a stuck pig, and I'm not trying to be that. But I think we're all frustrated. I think we all have these concerns if anything it's it's not only it's not only just for ourselves you if you're any sort of thinking feeling person you have outwardly uh thought about what's going to happen in the world whether it's whether it's the pandemic or or the rent crisis that's about to happen or 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 fucking any of it man you don't you don't know you don't fucking know none of us know and that's that's this is the first time in in my adult life, certainly. And I would say even in my life where I actually, I thought, like, I, I realized that the country wasn't good and it wasn't going to be fine. I don't think November changes a fucking thing, you know, because first of all, I mean, well, let's put it this way. November changes nothing if, if fucking cocksuck in Kentucky doesn't get fucking voted out McConnell. If he doesn't go anywhere, then the Senate continues to just fuck with with whomever you know Biden if he wins or whatever the fuck I mean it's just it's such a strange feeling to not think here alright fuck it's not even this it's not even the thing where I'm like oh man everything's gonna be okay I've never it's never been an issue of like oh man the country's gonna be okay if this guy wins I I've never I've just never had to think about it I never it was like again it was like another game every four years you know what I mean like it's the World Cup that's all it is. You're just like, hey, man, sometimes Brazil wins, sometimes fucking Argentina wins, and, and you know what? The U.S. doesn't have a chance. And uh, and I think that's appropriate. Because right now, the presidential elections for us, they're, they're every four years, and America doesn't stand a chance. And you might know better than me. Maybe you're on the inside. Maybe you're you're you've got friends or family or that you can reassure everybody. You know, I have friends who reach out to me and tell me everything's going to be okay. And and I I've been doing much better about not marinating in the fucking issues and going, oh, what's going to happen? And I don't know. And you know, I'd I'd love to just watch Tom and fucking Jerry, man. I mean, I would, but unfortunately, you know what? Fucking Jerry always gets the best of Tom too, and that pisses me off. So I can't watch that shit. <laughs> All the distractions are gone, so then you wind up focusing on this dumb stuff. It's crazy. It's it's so I was gonna go to Colorado. I was gonna I was gonna hang out with my friends. I was texting back and forth. We'll do this, we'll cook, we'll watch sports. I couldn't wait that was the thing, I couldn't wait to watch baseball with my friends and just laugh. And then I packed and uh and I was leaving Monday morning and I, I it took till I got in the shower on Monday morning. And I got in the shower and I started to put facts together. And I thought to myself, you know what? I mean, there were several factors. I, th- I thought of my parents. I thought of my mom and Dan in Florida. Uh, my mom's 77. She's still fighting cancer. She has cancer right now as we speak. It's just, luckily, it's not metastasizing. Metastatizing. <laughs> uh, but she's fighting it, you know. And Dan is 78 and he's got COPD. And, and I talk to them on the phone every week and I go, Hey man, don't even, don't even check the mail. Don't go outside. Cause the, the germ is just waiting outside, rubbing its fucking germy hands waiting to get you around your fucking neck. And, and they're good about it. You know, Dan goes to the store, uh, cause look, the guy needs beer. I asked my mom, I'm like, Can you get stuff delivered? Can you do this? She's like, Well, yeah, you know, I go to Walgreens maybe once a week and I'm like, I wish you wouldn't even do that. She's like, Oh boy, I hate that mask. And I'm like, I, I know you do. She goes, but I wear it, I wear it everywhere. You know, my mom's sharp. That's the good news. You know, she understands, she knows what's going on. And uh let's just say that she falls in the same place I do politically. So whenever I tell it's funny, I I end up talking to my mom, and even that turns into talking about fuckneck, and I'm like, Ugh I, I mean, I don't want to hear his name. I'd prefer not to talk about it. But at the same time, I mean, you know, she'll she'll bring it up. She'll she'll just be like, hey, can you believe this asshole? And I'm like, no, I really can't get the fuck out of here. What is this? What is this bullshit that he said this? And she'll she's right on top of it, man. And uh, and I, you know, I talk to her about it, certainly. And it, but I will say this, it's easier for me to talk to her about it. Because we agree, I recognize there's a lot of people out there whose parents have just they they've they've just drifted off and uh, support the other guy, and they believe that there's Guatemalans who are going to tunnel into this country and steal everything and they they i mean there's people who've just decided. That, uh, yeah, the immigrants are coming, and bad things are about to happen, and protesters are criminals, and they should be thrown in fucking jail, and uh, marijuana should be fucking criminalized, and all these different, you know, there are people out there who, who and that, and they have, so then there are people who don't think that, and they have to talk to their parents, and their parents, not even that, parents, their parents go wackadoo, they go full fucking cue or whatever the fuck, and they're like, oh no, I saw it on Facebook, or no, didn't you see this, they're sending memes to you and shit, I'm lucky. Uh, my parents aren't that, so that's good. But at the same time, I worry about them. I, I, I tell them, you know, don't go out, don't go anywhere, please, don't, please stay in. And my mom's like, yeah, of course, I know that, you know, and and that's good. But in the shower, I thought about it, and I went, all right, you're telling them to not go anywhere. You're telling them to avoid going out in public because they may run into people who are not doing the right things they're doing the right things they're wearing masks they're they're staying quarantined um but i'm telling them that they should stay in in case other people don't do the right thing and here i am about to get on a fucking plane and go hang out with my friends and in a house that i you know and and go out to dinner a couple of times in breckenridge and and as much as I wanted to do it, I thought about it. I'm like, come on, man. What are you doing here? You're, you're going to be the guy who can't even, you know, I, like, like I wouldn't want my mom to run into me after I was in Breckenridge. You know what I mean? I, I don't even want to take the fucking chance. So that's my mom and Dan who are in Florida. Well, what if there are old people here at a grocery store or old people here that I see when I run out to Walgreens or wherever and, and they, they see me or they run into me and something bad happens? You can't be responsible for that. I thought of my parents, I thought of the fact that again i'm fifty three and uh and I just a fucking giant dude, man, just a monster at this point. I've spent six months just absolutely fucking myself up and put and literally the 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 main comorbidity for this is obesity. And that's kind of the gateway for all of this, the problems. And so I started to do the research. I mean, and look, I did plenty of research, man. I looked up Breckenridge. I looked at how many cases they've had, how many deaths they've had in the county, uh, how, how seriously they take it at their restaurants and all these places. I mean, I did a ton of fucking legwork. Um, but then I started to do the legwork on being a giant fat guy who gets the fucking disease. And, and basically, you're dead, man. You're fucking dead because uh, they, they can't intubate. A fat guy like they can't you know the, you can't get the ventilator cock shoved down your fucking throat because you're too fat you're laying backwards and it's kind of crushing your chest and your lungs and they can't get it in there then when they try to sit you up uh you know it's too painful for some people because of the way it works and it's just and they can't put the ventilator in when you're sitting up anyway you got to be at a certain angle whatever the fuck i just i read that and also they said the guys that are fucking giant they they can't keep them in the hospital because they they need the beds, you know, for for regular size people. And I know that sounds fucking ignorant and terrible, but it's the truth. You know, whether whether a big dude breaks the bed or a big guy doesn't fit in the bed the way he should, they uh they actually well, they said they had when people come in that are obese, they make them sit up in chairs, you know, and and in addition to all of that, I don't have fucking health insurance, and. Not, you know, 53 with the number one comorbidity for the disease and then not having health insurance. You're just asking for it at that point, man. You're just asking for it. So in addition to the fact that I said my parents are sick and they're doing everything right. Uh, I I would put myself at immense risk by leaving the house and, and look, I'll bring masks, I'll bring gators, I'll bring whatever the fuck. But. But I'll, look, I'm not going to lie to you. If I was in the house with my friends, I wouldn't wear a mask. And Jimmy's coming from Detroit. Dave came from Chicago. Dennis is driving in from Denver, so he has a minimal contact with people. But still, that's two other dudes besides me who went through airports. And uh, and who knows what they saw or what they grabbed or who they were with. And, and honestly, they're my friends and I love them, but who knows if they wore masks? I don't know if they're all doing the right thing because they, they might, you know, they very well could be like, ah, this is stupid. You know what I mean? Because I, I have I have some people that I know that are like that and I don't agree with it. Um, I'm not. I, you know, I'll go, hey, look, man, you should wear a fucking mask. And and these people are, you know, I don't know any don't tread on me assholes, but I know people who are willing to mitigate it by going, ah, you know, I don't have to wear it here or there or whatever. And you're just like, all right, man, I don't. That's fine. <laughs> I hope you don't die. You're my friend. Um. So I thought about that. I thought about you know being at an airport and my other friends at the airport. I thought about because I would I wouldn't wear the mask in the house with my friends. I know I wouldn't. If I got to breck, I wouldn't wear the mask in the house. I'd feel safe without it. And that's you're asking for trouble, man. You're just asking for it at that point. Um. You know to to not have insurance to to go to an airport to be to be a big fucking just a giant of a man a big monstrous fat dude waiting to die it just and all this put all i put all this together in the shower it's not a joke i was in there shaving you know my flight was at seven it was it was four twenty a.m and i was getting shaved and getting ready to get to get fucking out the door And I thought of my parents and I thought of having no insurance. And and then I thought of you guys. And I thought about six months worth of shows where I I have ranted and raved about wearing your mask and not going anywhere and don't touch your face and wash your fucking hands and buying in completely on the message that was sent our way by every single reputable medical outlet or doctor or scientist that you could possibly hear over the din of everybody else telling you that it doesn't matter. And all of these people said the same thing. Limit your contact with people. If you must go anywhere, wear a mask, wash your hands. But the only real solution to this is to not go anywhere and stay quarantined. Only go anywhere if you truly have to go. And I've listened and I've preached it and I've told you guys this and I've talked about it at length and I've I've cajoled you and I've pointed and I've laughed and I've made fun of ass fucks who show up at motherfucking state houses with no masks or who want to go for fucking fro-yo and bitch and moan and cry about it. And all these people are like, hey, man, I'm going to the bar. And then two weeks later, they're on Facebook. They're like, this stuff is no joke, man. I'm sick now. And then they die. And then there's schadenfreude and people spike the football on them. And look, I don't like taking joy in the fact that I read about stupid people dying. But also, I have to admit, yeah, there's a lot of stupid people out there who should feel some fucking pain. So maybe they stop being stupid because their stupid is hurting other fucking people. Stop being stupid. And I thought about what you guys would think if I went... I think you'd be supportive. You'd be like, "Yeah, Mike, no, we totally get it." You'd almost live vicariously through me as I told you stories about the airport and going to Breckenridge, and um, you you'd you're you're very kind to me, and you would root for me if I went. You would say, oh, yeah, no, that's awesome, man. Go and see your friends and have fun and have a good time. And, and then I'd come back and I'd do a show about it. I'd tell you about golfing or restaurants or me stepping on somebody's foot at the airport or somebody who sneezed next to me on the plane. I mean, there'd be some something I would be able to bring to the microphone for you guys, and we'd laugh, and we'd, we'd fucking dig it. Um, but if I went and I got sick, I w- I wouldn't even know how to talk to you guys. I w- I wouldn't know what to do. How I would, you know, if if and that's presuming I even had the chance to talk to you again. I mean, I would make sure I did. I would move fucking heaven and earth to get in front of a goddamn open microphone and talk to you guys at least one more fucking time before I checked the fuck out. But if it came to that, if I was the 53-year-old fat guy cautionary tale that had spent six months telling everybody to do the right. Cause look, we all see those fuckheads who are like, ah, fuck this! I'm it's awesome, man! I'm outside drinking. Look at me, woohoo! I'm making pork chops and fucking people. It's great. And then they die, and everybody's like, ha ha, stupid. But if you go the other way, and I'm the guy who's like, wear your mask. I'm 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 the fucking the the guy who's pointing and wagging his finger at you and going, wear your mask. Don't fucking go outside and make sure you wash your hands. And then I breeze out on a fucking plane and go out for sushi and Breckenridge and I laugh and I joke and I take fucking selfies and then and no mask selfies and then I come home and I get sick how could you ever take me seriously ever again how could you listen to this show or because again look some of you are just some of you listen to the show because you like it some of you are new some of you have been here from the beginning and you love me and I love you some of you are my friends some of you become personally involved in my life. And that's fucking amazing. It's a great gift. And I, and, and, and I can't imagine the d- disappointment you would have if you have put your faith in me and, and in the opinions that I espouse over the past six months and that I fly in the face of all convention, break all of the fucking rules that I had laid down for everybody else, and then I wound up getting fucking sick. That would just be a fucking... I, I wouldn't even... You know what? I wouldn't even want to talk to you guys at that point because what could I fucking say? I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't dream to come to you and be like, "Well, you're not gonna believe this, duh." I mean, you, yeah, you are gonna believe it. We would believe it because you let out. You did the thing you said you weren't gonna do. You broke trust. You've told us over and over we shouldn't do this. We shouldn't do that, and we've put faith in you and and. And it's not, look, I'm not saying you're some fucking mindless army who does what I fucking say, but I think there are people out there amongst you who are like-minded with me, and whenever I, who, a person with a platform or an open forum or a fucking microphone, shouts and uses whatever bully pulpit I might have to tell people, hey, fuckheads, wear your masks and stay the fuck home, and if you work in a fucking grocery store or you're an essential worker or you work in a hospital like my friend Sue's, or you're a teacher like my friend Tracy or you're these people. You, you You trusted in me to say and do the right things, which is fucking awesome and it makes me incredibly happy. But then if I was to fucking betray that for four days in Colorado because for no other reason other than I wanted to, how could i fucking talk to you guys again and and that goes hand in hand with another thing that i thought you know i told you i thought about my parents um 77 and 78 cancer and copd i mean they are they are wheelhouse for this fucking thing and it is never far from my mind every time i hang up the phone that I may get a call at some point telling me that I have to go to Florida and I have to keep my powder dry for just such an occasion. So if I fly to Denver or Breckenridge and and I get sick and I, I burn, you know what I mean? It's like, even if I fully recover, even if I recover in fucking a week or whatever the fuck, that's still, they're scarring on my lungs or whatever. I'm, and, and I'm putting myself at risk if and or when I have to get in a goddamn plane and go to Florida for whatever I might have to deal with out there. Some scary bullshit, fucking alligators. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. But it's a possibility. And I and I, believe me, I, I think about it all the time. And I have <laughs> at all times, I have plane fare to Florida ready just in case, because I don't fucking know. Do you know? And it's only been exacerbated by the fact that we've got this fucking once in a century pandemic that could wipe people the fuck out. And and the two of them are in the middle of fuckville where everybody's going out and going, hey, man, we want to juggle. This is fucking awesome, man. Who cares? Fuck you. My parents are there. Don't fucking kill them, you dicks. So I was in the shower Monday morning shaving and and. I got out and. My suitcase was packed and by the door and I sat down, you know, I got dried off. I got dressed. I sat down and, uh, you know, I, I also, you know, fuck, here's another thing. I talk about the hassle of going to the beach, the hassle of doing this or doing that, all those different things. Fuck man. You know, I'd have to take an Uber to the airport. There's a chance I'd be sick before I even got on the fucking plane. I got to get into that fucking death tube with some asshole I've never fucking met and he's going to take me to the goddamn airport. Jesus fucking Christ. Talk about risk on top of risk on top of risk. So I sat and I thought about it. I, I I looked at Uber, I looked at Lyft and I tried to figure out who to order and what should I do and when I was figuring out the timing. And then there was this nagging thing in the back of my head every single time. And I thought, I thought of my parents and I thought of no insurance. And I thought of you guys. Every second, I sat there and I go, okay. Well, if I take, I'm uh, I'm packed. I got the Uber. Well should, I, should I take a hoodie? I should probably put a hoodie on because I I wear even though it's hot, uh, I wear a hoodie on the plane because I use the front pocket to put my iPod. And then I I would think of you guys, and I would think of coming home with no insurance. And all of a sudden, because again, here's another thing you can do to yourself. And I spin myself pretty good up, spin myself up pretty good about this before. I mean, Christ, what was it two a year ago? I fought a kidney stone on my own with no insurance. I wasn't fucking fun. You know, I'm I'm shitting in a mall at the beginning of this fucking year twelve and telling you guys stories about it. That's not fun. I I'm, I'm doing everything I can to piss this fucking thing out, and it's and blood is flying everywhere, and I'm 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 fighting it with no insurance. I don't go talk to anybody. I don't go do anything. And nobody died from a fucking kidney stone. Look, if anybody died from a kidney stone, don't write me. I'm on a fucking roll. All right. But that's, that's not nearly the risk that you would take by me coming home and and fighting through whatever the fuck I I bring home from the plane, the COVID or, or, or I, I, and sure. Look, it would make sense to bookend the season. (laughs) <laughs> I had a kidney stone and episode one, and then I and my struggle with COVID closes out year 12. Wouldn't that be great? Uh, but I, but I don't, I don't want that to be the case. I couldn't, I sat on the couch and I thought about it and I thought of you guys, man. And, and I, I just thought of my parents and I thought about having to go to Florida and, and what if what if something fucking terrible happened because look, even if I get home from Colorado, I get a quarantine for two weeks. so I'm in my house for two weeks, I can't go anywhere, can't do anything. What if something happens and I got to go to Florida in that amount of time? I don't want it to be that way, but but he, again, these were all possibilities that flashed into my head as I stared into my shaving mirror and just and just and fucking tried to justify doing what I wanted. And one of the main reasons I have this show, one of the main reasons I've ever had stories to tell you guys in the first three, five, ten years of this goddamn show was because I almost always do what I wanted, good or bad. And the consequences, the fallout, anything else that I dealt with, I would tell you about it and I would spin it into whatever I could spin it into here to try to get you guys to be entertained by it. And... If I was to do what I wanted this time and, uh, I came back to tell you about it and then I got sick and I tried to tell you about that. I don't think I could spin that into anything that you'd want to hear. I don't think that that would be, uh, uh, a fun story. There wouldn't be any, there wouldn't be any it's not, it's not a fable. You guys want me to to tell. It's not a yarn. You want me to spin. It's, there's nothing. I went and did a dumb thing and I got sick. Cause I mean, I've done dumb things and I've told you about them and I've, I've learned, I've tried to learn and I then repeated the same dumb thing, but we, we were, we went through it almost together. And look, you guys have written me before and gone, that was fucking stupid. You know, whether it was me, Deciding whether to to buy care a purse or concert tickets for John Cougar or whatever the fuck in the beginning of this podcast or uh, or or any other fucking dilemma that I've gone through or what I could have done or who I could have left and why I didn't go sooner all that kind of stuff you know that was that was stories that were told and you guys would empathize with them I don't think you could empathize with me if I just went to go to a fucking golf course or a house with friends and got sick. After, Especially after telling him for six months not to do that. So I sat Monday, was on the couch, and uh, I thought to myself, and I, would, I go, I can't. You can't. You can't. You want to. You can't. And I don't make a lot of grown-up decisions. I think we know this. I pay my bills. That's about the most grown-up thing I do. But I couldn't make it work in my head. And then I even told myself, you know what, dude? You're just, this is you being lazy. Because quarantine has made me lazy. You know, I, I told you before, it was couch to kitchen to desk to shower to bed. Couch to kitchen to desk to shower to bed. And you can fall into that lifestyle. Fuck! I'll I'll run to the store. If I'm out for two hours, I come home and I want to sleep. I have I have lost all energy or oomph or zoom or whatever you want to call it. And th- that's that's a dangerous fucking thing for a guy who's already fucking lazy all the goddamn time. It's it's just a surrender. It's like you've just decided, ah, yeah, I'm good. I I'm good at this. I can I can live in my house forever. I mean, I fight that instinct when there isn't a fucking global pandemic, not because I'm scared of the outside, but just because I'm, I'm lazy as fuck. So I told myself, I was like, all right, you know what? Even, even when I was trying to talk myself on the couch, I thought of my parents, I thought of you guys, I thought of no insurance, but then I went, is this just you being lazy? Is this you again, giving yourself permission to fail? Is this you telling yourself, well, I don't want, I'm too lazy. I don't want to get off the couch and ride to the airport and walk through the fucking hallway and then get on the plane. And oh my God, like the, the hassle of it. You know, I've talked about that before dealing with the hassle of doing anything. Oh man, I don't want to go to the beach. I got to drive on the freeway and then I got to park and it's money and I got to, Oh, what if it's too hot and then I don't have a chair and you know, there's that, that lives inside me. I don't know if it's inside all of you, but it is inside me where I'll question anything. Fuck, I, I got to be honest, with you. there's a basket of unwashed clothes on my chair right now that's been sitting there for three days <laughs> because because I don't want to walk 15 steps to put them in the washer. It's, it's, I have been sapped of all will to accomplish anything, and that's very hard to fight. So I wondered if I was just doing that, if I was projecting that onto this trip, if right when it got down to it, I was like, you know what, I don't really want to go because it's going to be a hassle and I got to call, oh my God, I got to call Uber and walk outside and you know what, I've gotten so fat now I'm going to be sweaty and I mean, you know, all although I talked about this when I went and visited Jesuit in San Francisco and I went to the Mercury Rev concert You know, I, I, I bitched and moaned and and was pissed and was a baby and didn't want to do it mainly because I knew as a big dude, I didn't want to stand up the entire fucking time. And then I had a great time. The fucking show was amazing because that's the deal. It's like if I, if if there was a pneumatic tube, I could jump in and get the fucking Breckenridge, I'd be fine. But it's the fucking getting from A to fucking D because I fucking hate B and C. Holy fuck. I cannot stand B and C. And that's dumb, man. You should revel in B and C. In regular times, you should look at B and C as the cost of doing business. But in these times, when I haven't done a fucking thing since goddamn March, B and C should be the fucking home run. I should be like, oh my God, I can't wait to get in air to an airport and see people. I can't wait wait to buy a sandwich wrapped in plastic. Holy fuck. You know what I cause I think that on my in my better moments. I do think that, oh, fuck, I can't wait to go here. Well, oh my God, I can't wait to go to the movies and have snow caps and a fucking thing of, of popcorn. and I'm going to watch a movie and, you know, all that shit is a pipe dream in my fucking head. You should be embracing. I should be embracing it. We all should be embracing the idea of going out and interacting and doing things again because it's been taken away from us for so long. But there is still that dude who lives inside me. who's like, ah oh, man, you don't want to do that. The fuck you don't want to do that come on man what the fuck uh you're gonna fucking walk to the curb and meet an uber and then walk to the airport uh you gotta push those buttons and check in and go to tsa You're gonna take your wallet out of your pocket oh man why 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 does any of that seem like a chore i love traveling i love flying i love going places but right now, it it just it just sounds like the fucking Batan Death March. So I had to recognize that in my head and go, dude, is this you talking you out of going, and using your parents or using your no insurance, using all that as a shield, using the show as an excuse to not go? And I genuinely considered the point. And and I came to the conclusion, no. No. This is the smart decision. This is not the decision you want to make. This is the decision to stay safe. There's a baseball player named Sean Doolittle. and When they were talking about bringing back baseball, he was like, all these people out there are like, well, it's been four months. It's been long enough. We should bring baseball back and we should just live our lives again. Right. And he's like, no, no, man, there's a fucking virus. And for those four months, you didn't you you didn't wear masks. You did what the fuck you wanted. You acted like children basically and now you just want to get a reward. Sports are a reward. You shouldn't get that. You haven't done anything to earn it. How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? And I viewed this through that prism. You know, I've I've spent virtually every waking moment since March eating chocolate and noodles and bread and ruining all of the gains I made the first two months of the year. I mean, I, I was 366 on January 1st. I was down to 304 by the end of February. And I got on a scale last week, and it's it's a fucking joke. And I saw it, and I was, like, horrified. Even though I guessed the number, I was horrified. And uh, And so why should I... Why have I earned the right to go do something I want? Why have I earned the right to go get on a plane or 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 put myself at risk? Now, certainly this isn't my fault that there's a fucking pandemic. It's not my fault that we can't travel, we can't go anywhere. So I can't blame myself as I so often do for this. And as much as I want to try to hang the whole, oh man, you're just being lazy on myself, you know, when I sat and thought about it, fuck you. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I was being smart. I was making sure that the decision I made was sound. And I lived up to the principles that I've decided upon myself for the past six weeks or six months or fucking however long it's been where I've just decided, you know what, fuck this. You, you have to listen to the science you have to follow the the guidelines that have been set you don't want to be one of these fucking idiots pissing in the wind and then spitting out fucking and urine all over the goddamn place man you don't want to fucking do that so i i sat on the couch and i grabbed my phone and i i clicked on the uber app and i looked and there were cars around and then i closed it And then I texted my friends and I I told them basically everything I've just told you uh, in a a truncated version. Certainly I couldn't type (laughs) whatever the fuck. It's been an hour for them to hear. Um, But I told them I loved them and I told them I couldn't see them. And I said, when this fucking thing ended, I would come to all of their houses and they would never be able to get rid of me. And they were all extremely understanding, and they wrote and they said, "Look, we get it, you know. um, Love you, see you when we can, and we'll and we'll look forward to getting together." And and uh, and and that you know, it made me happy, made it easier, made it at least a little easier that they understood, you know. If they start with "Oh bullshit, you pussy," come on, you're fucking coming. No, no, man. All all of them to a man were like, "Hey, dude, totally understand it. Wish you could be there. We'll see you next time for sure." Love you, and uh, and I know I did the right thing. I didn't want to do it, but I know I did the right thing because by sending them that text to explain why I couldn't get on the plane and I couldn't be there, uh, and that I loved them and I would see them later, I didn't have to type that text out to my mom or my stepdad if they needed me to come to Florida and I couldn't say oh man guys I can't I can't make it as much as I want to I'd love to but no no bullshit so I've I've preserved that option I mean that and look I would never say I can't come anyway (laughs) but I saved myself even having to have a second thought and so I didn't go Colorado, I stayed home, and I've been here, you know, all week and in the house. I haven't even gone to the store. Yeah, I tell you, it's funny. I tell you that I, I still have a, a basket of laundry to do. Well, that's two loads in there, but I already did two loads, so I got two loads done. Um, but there was like a crazy controversy in in my building because uh, they replaced the washers and the dryers. I don't know if you've heard with the pandemic. There's a shortage of coins. I think I may have touched on this in a previous episode. Uh, So now they put in the new washers and dryers, which have an app and you have to scan a fucking squiggly thing. And then it tells you whatever the fuck. So, you know, it's been there and they got they were out of order in like two days and whatever the fuck. So I had to do laundry and I, I walked out there. Nobody was in there, brought a basket out and uh you know, I don't know the fucking procedure. So sure enough, I read the thing and it's like, oh, you've got to download this app to your phone. And then you've got to scan the squiggly thing. And there you go. So I'm like, all right. So I download the app and uh, and then I open it up and I scan the squiggly thing. There's like, oh, well, it's a dollar fifty to activate the machine. And I said, all right. So I so what do I do? And they wanted my credit card. So I'm like, oh, fuck. All right. So I have my credit card embedded in my phone. So I try to push a button and it doesn't read it. So I'm already in the laundry room and I'm like, fuck, I got to go back to my apartment. So I walk out and I go get my wallet and uh, I get my credit card out. And then I see my neighbor, Oscar, and he goes into the fucking laundry room and he's like, Mike, Mike, are you doing clothes? And I said, I am, uh, you know, in just a second. Uh, And he's like, "Okay, well, when, When are you going to do it, man? And I'm like, I go, uh, you know what? If you want to go do it, go ahead. Skip me because I go, I have to put this app in and I haven't fucking done it. And he goes, oh, Jesus Christ, man, I haven't fucking put it in either. I don't know what to do. You know, I tried to come and it doesn't ever work. I tried to put the phone up there. It does not work. And I'm like, all right, well, I, I don't know. Why that wouldn't work? You got to—it's you got to put the app in. I go, but now I'm trying to because then I'm trying to scan my credit card while I'm talking to him. It does the thing where you have to hold the card at distance and put it in a little box on the screen, and it's trying to read it, and it wouldn't fucking read it. I'm like, what the fuck? Why aren't you reading the goddamn thing? So now I'm trying to talk to him and calm him down and talk him down because he's you know 65, he's you know 10 years older than me, and he's talking about all oh, this fucking technology, man. You know, I don't even want to. I want to, You know what? I might. I do. I don't know what the fuck. I might go to the laundromat. And I go, I, right, that's cool. I go, but if you want to skip me, go ahead. I cannot skip you. I don't, I don't know how to use. yet. I don't, I don't know. I fucking, you know, fucking Laura. Laura. And he calls, he calls Laura, one of our neighbors. And uh, I, so now I'm talking to him and then I go back in the house. I'm trying to scan the card. I don't know if it's because it's not, there's not enough light, but it will not scan. It's in the picture. It's in the little green square and it wouldn't fucking accept it. So then it says enter it manually. So I go to enter it manually. I put in the fucking number, ding, 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 ding. And then I put in the date, Ding, 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 ding. And then Laura comes over, she goes, Mike, are you putting in clothes? I go, I'm, I'm going to, but I mean, if he wants to skip me, he can. And she goes, oh, no, 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 go ahead and wash your clothes. I've got to teach him how to use it. And I go, "Well, all right, I get that. But I go, I don't want to be a jerk. I go, but I was going to do four loads, but I'll do two loads. And he can go in after me. I go, plus these clothes aren't going to dry. I hang dry these. She goes, Mike, don't worry about it. Come on, please. And and Laura, you know, she's lived here just as long as I have. And so is Oscar. We're we're old school. We've been here for fucking Oscar's been here at least. I've been here what twenty five years, uh, twenty yeah twenty three years. He's probably been here twenty five or more. So is Laura, and so we're just out there, and it's so funny because there, he's she's explaining to him with his phone, and I'm trying to scan my credit card and I can't. And I'm fifty three, he's sixty five, she's probably sixty. You know what I mean? <laughs> and we're just we're just old outside in the hot sun trying to figure out how to wash clothes, and and I've never. I felt like such a failure dude. I was like, oh my god. Look, and this is this is where it's gone. This is my own fault. And then because then that's when the shame spiral happens where I go, look, man, if I had my own fucking house or if I had a real career, I'd own a fucking laundry fucking and a washer and a dryer and I wouldn't have to go to a room and talk to people and neighbors and shit. I could just do my clothes for fuck's sake. But then I'm like, fuck, don't spin off. Just fucking do this. So I go to enter the card and uh, and then I put in the security code and I punch it and my fat thumb, hit, thumb hits one number off. So like, say the last number's uh, nine, I accidentally hit nine and eight and it enters the eight and I hit enter before I get a chance to erase it. So Laura's outside talking to Oscar. I've got the card there and then I go, oh, fuck. And then so I go to delete the card and it won't let me delete the card. And I'm like, well, I want it to be. So I go to settings. I go and do all this shit. I go out. So then I scan the washer and then it says card not accepted security code. And I'm like, fuck you, man. And she's like, oh, you can't figure it out? Because then now I'm, now I'm embarrassed because like, no, I know what the fuck to do. I just hit the wrong goddamn button because I don't want to be, you know, Oscar's. F- he's not feeble, but he's also like, ah, this shit. And I and like and at this point I honestly want to just dump my fucking clothes in the pool. Seriously, I'll throw three Tide pods in the goddamn deep end and swim around with my fucking boxer briefs and fucking ring them out. I don't fucking I was so frustrated, man. So I I didn't know what else to do and I couldn't back it out and I was trying to erase it and then she's trying to explain to him. So then I punch in the number again because that's what you have to do. I have to enter the card all over again, but it won't erase the old card. So now the same card is in there twice, but one of them has the proper security code and the other one doesn't. So I get it in there, and she's trying to help him, and I'm talking to them, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. And then I hadn't used it yet, and the washing machines are about a, a, a quarter to a third smaller than the old machines, and they raise the prices. And then we have that conversation because we're old. I cannot believe they have raised the price of your fifty to fucking wash, man, and they've cut the size of the washers, right? And I'm like, yeah, Oscar, I don't get it either. Uh, and then I scan the machine, and finally, like, the water comes on. So I throw in my Tide pods and I fucking throw in my shirts in either fucking washing machine and 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 he's like, God damn it! I'm going to the laundromat. And I go, I I'll be done here shortly. And and I he stomps off and and Laura looks at me. She goes, He gets so frustrated. And I go, Well, I mean, I don't blame him, man. Fucking, it's crazy. You know, it's just technology and it's so stupid. It seems so easy, and then if it doesn't work, you get frustrated. You want to throw your fucking phone a mile. She goes, I know, but I've tried to help him with it three times, and I don't know why he doesn't understand. And and I go, why? Well, I, I did it. She goes, well, why couldn't you do it? I go, oh, I, I fat-fingered the security code. And she goes, well, do you have an iPhone? I said, I do. And uh, she goes, well, okay, as long as it worked. And I go, okay, well, do you want? I go, I'll just finish these these two loads of clothes, and if you want to help Oscar, you can. And she goes, well, I will. He'll probably come talk to me, unless he goes to the laundromat, which he might do, because he's really frustrated. I said, okay. And, uh... You know, I, I haven't, I mean, I've lived here forever. She's lived here forever. Oscar, we, we've, and I don't really talk to these people. I say hi and bye. And so I looked at her and I said, uh, how are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm good. I said, yeah, you're, everybody's healthy. You're safe. How's your, because she has a son and a grandson. And I asked about them because I, ne- I never do. She said, "Oh, he's doing this." And she told me about what he was going on and the grandkid cuz now the grandkid is like 9, which is fucking absurd. Um and uh and we stood by the stairs and my clothes washed and we talked for uh 10 minutes and I said, "You know, I never I never get to ask you about you." She goes, "Oh, yeah, well, we're just all busy." And and it, it's not it. You know, I I mean, I could I could knock on people's doors and see how they're doing. I could reach out. And I said, but you're healthy. She's like, yeah. I said, how's work? She goes, Oh, it's okay. They're all, you know, we've been working from home, but I go in twice a week. And I said, Oh, that's great. And she said, how about you? I said, Oh, I'm, I do the show out of the house and that's fine. And, and then I told her I was supposed to go to Colorado and I didn't go. And, she goes, Oh my gosh, yeah, no, you 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 couldn't go to an airport. I mean, I wouldn't go if you paid me. I said, I know. I it was one of those things where I thought I could do it, and then I thought more about it and decided not to do it. She goes, Well, I think you made the right decision. And I said, Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And uh there was a beat. <laughs> and I said, Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna head inside. She goes, Okay. And uh I hugged her. Uh, um, and I don't know why, but I just, I, and I, I just leaned in with, you know, my left arm and I didn't bear hug her and pick her up, but I leaned in and just, and I put my arm around her shoulders and I, and, and hugged her and, uh, she, she was surprised, you know, she, uh. Oh, <laughs> just kind of like, Oh, uh, yeah. and she, you know, clapped me on the back a few times, hugged me back. And, uh, I, I teared up, <laughs> which, which makes no sense. But, uh, and then I, you know, I, I didn't, you know, it's not like I held her captive for 90 seconds. I, I hugged her for five seconds and squeezed her around her shoulders and she hugged me back and clapped me on the back and uh I let her go. She's oh, I said, All right, so yeah, help um help Oscar. And I turn around and went to my house. And uh it felt fucking great. You guys can get me at Mike Mike Schmidt dot com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook dot com slash the forty year old boy. You can follow me at twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Snapchat. I'm at Mike40YOB. And uh, I'm at TikTok, too. I don't I don't know why, but I am. If you want to find me and add me on there, I'll watch you do a hula dance or cook an omelet or whatever the fuck you do on there. Uh, But find me. I'm worth finding. Aren't I? <laughs> Aren't I worth finding? Uh, okay. Um... So, yeah, so find me at all those places. It's the best. Our good friend Ryan Dirks does all the web stuff for this show. Find him at Facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. Our friend KC helps with YouTube. You can find him at, uh, well, you can't find him. (laughs) If you talk to him, tell him he's great. Uh, All right. Um, Our friend David Hernandez does all of the web stuff for this show. He does all of the music. or not the web stuff. He does the music and the, and the artwork for this show. You can find him at facebook.com slash David mex Hernandez. Check out all of the artwork he's done for this show. He's got it in his photo section. Once you become his friend, you can go and peruse all that. He's done uh, all the Facebook timelines for the show. He's done a bunch of artwork. He did. He used to do weekly artwork until like a year ago or a year and a half ago. And now he does a a weekly YouTube uh, timeline that also goes on Facebook uh, amazing stuff. And also he changes the, the painting in the West Side 86 Jokers page every couple of weeks. Um, he's he's just a renaissance man and very talented and uh, and my good friend. And uh, he does amazing things on his own, not just for this show. Christ, the guy's, he's just, he's uh, he's a cottage industry. Guy's doing art, he's doing music, he's singing, he's putting stuff up on Facebook all the goddamn time. When you become his friend at com slash David Mex Hernandez, you'll, uh, sorry, <laughs> you'll, um, You'll see he's got, uh, he puts up artwork and songs. He's got a cult. That's right, a cult. It's called I'm Dumb. Oh no, this is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. You can go ahead and check it out. Once you become his friend at Facebook, you'll be able to, uh, ask him about it and then you can join and well, you can try to join and then he'll ask you some questions and then you'll answer those. Then you'll be in there and you'll be putting up memes and talking about oh, the destruction of the world and smiling and hating Jesus. Oh, you can do all those things. Uh, the core the cult is this is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. If you become his friend at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez, you'll be able to see exactly where it is and, uh, and then become a member. And why wouldn't you? I think you should. Uh, like I said, he does all the artwork and the music for this show and for the fan club page. He does it for that the cult page, for his own goddamn page. Uh, but also, the man's got a podcast. What? You're damn right. You know what podcasts are? They're, they're like entertainment that you can get. It's almost like radio you can take on the go uh, that you can listen to whenever you want. It's fucking great. Podcasts are amazing. You should get into them. He has one. It's called The Flemcat Podcast. The Flemcat Podcast. It's available right now at Apple podcast space the apple podcast store or the itunes store whatever you want to call it uh, wherever fine podcasts are downloaded and listened to you'll find our friend david's podcast uh, try apple first though the Cat, phlegm the Flem cat podcast uh chock full of humor chock full of funny chock full of songs uh it's amazing the man can there's nothing the man uh can't do and uh and in fact he can do it for you you want him to do some artwork for you you might once you listen to him on his show or you look at the artwork that he's got on his page or on my page or the Joker's page, uh, you can reach out and hire him to do work for you. He can do your Facebook caricature. Uh, he can paint your family. He can paint a ghost. Whatever you would like him to do, he's happy to do it. You can display it in your foyer or you can display it in your attic where nobody will ever see it except you. Uh, have You know what? You can have him paint you naked and then you can jerk off to yourself whatever you want to do. The man's in it for the green and he will make it happen. And you can see all of the artwork, like I said, at facebook.com slash David Hernandez. You can go to the Westside 86 Jokers page, which is our fan club page, or you can go to his website and see a completely different version of the artwork that he does. Uh, the man is talented. The man works in many different styles and you can see them right now. In fact, I, I would go, I'll wait. No, I won't wait, but I'll tell you where to go. Go to his website and check it out right now. Artbydmh.com. That's A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H dot com. Number twenty-three. Grumble, termite! I am
0: Yeep, herald to Thorgar, hell's most ferocious torturer, barbarous soldier of Abaddon. We... Take a number. A number? Such insolence! Thorgar will enjoy flaying the skin from your back with his fanged whip, bathing in your... Look, I own this deli. You want to eat, you gotta take a number. You dare! Very well, Thorgar. Twenty-four. Twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-six, 26 26 right here I am ye, Harold of Thorgar! The foul one requires nourishment! strength! the head of a virgin hog! Its jowl stuffed with the entrails of aborted infants! Whose unheard screams of misery provide extra sustenance for the long journey ahead! Look, we got sandwiches or soup. Enough! We tire of these delays! Know that your impertinence is ensured that all who bear the name Schlotsky are doomed to an afterlife of a violation in the ash pits of Thorgar's dominion! Fire imps will be set loose in the ears of all of your bloodline, eating their way through the brains of the accused! Male Shlotskys will have their cocks devoured by spider mites! Oh. While the females will used as eternal breeders, all of their holes constantly filled with the of hell's most terrifying brutes. Their agony will be our triumph as the unholy monsters who continually fall from their diseased uteri will ultimately follow Thorgar into heaven and slay God himself. From this day forth, all of hell's demons will carry the name Schlotzky. Your fate is sealed! Yes, I believe I saw Blimpy's one block over Thorgar. We can can stop there on the
1: way to Okay. You may be hearing a different noise now. Uh, certainly you're hearing me. Hi, it's my dulcet tones. How are you? But also you're probably hearing a, like a rickety rackety. Do you, do you hear that? I think it's a technical term. Again, I'm, I'm not a noise expert, but you were hearing the low rumbling of the air conditioner throughout the beginning of the show. And it would turn on and turn off occasionally here and there, uh, but it's off right now. But yet there's still a rickety rackety that you can hear a clickety clackety, a spickety spackety. Can you hear that? It's right above us. Uh, zangity It's, it's, it's a ceiling fan. I have a ceiling fan on above me because apparently I must be kept cool at all times. I don't, I don't know the reason behind it, but with the air conditioner on and then the ceiling fan on, um, look, I'm not going to lie to you. I've been dead since year six. I, I, I need to keep a cool breeze on me or I will rot. There's sweat and putridity. Is putridity a word? It's putrid. It's the uh, putridity. I've made it up. If it's not a word, I've made it up. It's not the first fucking word I made up on this particular show. Uh, well, on this particular show, wait a minute. I, I will say in 12 years, I've made up other words. Striple for one, saddle vag for another. But now, uh, have I made up another word earlier in this show? I don't know if I did. Uh, you know what? I'm going to ask the, uh, Elaine, can you read the minutes back? Elaine, can you go ahead and was there a, a word I came up with, a different word that you didn't see coming? I don't know. I don't even know if the lane's working. I can't tell. I can't look beyond my computer monitor. I have to stare down at the blue thing to make sure it's rolling and getting my voice on there. God knows. What if I'm talking for nothing? Do you know how fucking terrible that would be? All right. Uh, Hey, we got sponsors, which you would think to yourself after the last three minutes, why the fuck would this guy ever have sponsors? But I do. And I hit the table on purpose. Uh, Our good friend, Fearful Jesuit, who runs the Paranoid Strain podcast, and I alluded to him earlier in the show. Uh, he and I were together. Uh, what the hell? Didn't I allude to him earlier? Oh, we saw Mercury Rev. Um, he, uh, he's the host of a show called The Paranoid Strain. It's a podcast available right now in the Apple iPad, uh, iPod space, Apple podcast space. You can go ahead and download it. It's fantastic. It's something that you want to hear. Now, I know you're thinking to yourself, well, Mike, uh, are there any new things for us to hear? Yes, there are right now. You know, I told you last week there was like a seven minute placeholder show. Oh, contraire, mo frere now uh, there's another show it's got it's got a chunk of the first show ever and then it's uh, it's updates oh uh, it's just it's you gotta hear it folks it's phenomenal it's fantastic it's lovely it's available right now in the iTunes store for you to go to listen to now look they're all in there you want to listen to any and all past shows certainly first of all subscribe to the show you don't even need me to tell you to do that subscribe to the goddamn show do that right now and then you'll get notified when a show gets uh uh, send into your pipeline. Oh, my God, that's painful. You don't want to just get a show shoved up your pipeline, but you might. Maybe you do. That's why you subscribe and get our good friend Fearful Jesuits' voice straight into your pipeline. He has, he's yodeling in the valley, which is a... uh I learned a term for, uh, for oral sex, but look, I'm not saying that uh, fearful Jesuit's going to yell into your butthole, but he might, you never know. Why did I say butthole? What is it? <laughs> you know what? We're going PG 13 from now on. I go butthole. I could have said asshole. Nope. Oh, I said it now. R. damn you. Oh no, wait. That's still PG 13. Uh, now, however, fearful Jesuit jams a fist up your butthole. Now, now we're into PG-13, R territory. And if he puts a fist in your asshole, well, let me tell you something. There is clearly no doubt we are no longer PG-13 and we are all about the R, 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 the hard R. It's a hard R now. If he, uh, if he's fist fucking you in the ass, absolutely. This is a goddamn hard R. Fearful Jesuit is the, is the man you want you want to write him a note? Go ahead and write him a note. Here's his email address the paranoid strain at gmail.com the paranoid strain at gmail.com write him a note and tell him you love the show write him a note and tell him you love me which seems strange but why not he might he might be concerned about that write him a note and tell him you love him Ooh, intrigue this man just got married and now look at you homewrecker stepping up just swinging your your wares in front of him going you know what here we go jesuit it's me and you and a dog named boo let's get this done I don't know why you're having a three-way with a dog. I don't know why. Honestly, you think a three-way with a dog would go ahead and entice him to end his loving marriage. Uh, I don't think he's freaky like that. Danny Unicorn might be freaky like that. But our good friend, Fearful Jesuit, absolutely not freaky like that. What you want to do right now is go to the iTunes store, download all of the Paranoid Strain podcasts. They're all there. They exist. They're waiting for you to go ahead and listen to them. They're waiting for you to go ahead and check out him taking apart all of these fucking idiots and all of their goddamn conspiracy bullshit. Uh, so he's got the, uh, all right, so the, the, all right, it's the last shirt, uh, all right, the, the the episode that's in the iTunes store now, goddamn, I can't even talk. Uh, it's the last third of the show's original 2017 first episode, uh, along with uh, a Rick Perlstein bonus interview. You want to go ahead and check that out, folks. Available right now fearful jesuit has posted it for your pleasure posting for your pleasure and i think the show's even ribbed it might be i hope it is if he's driving a fist into your asshole ha! <laughs> hard R. the paranoid strain podcast is available wherever awesome podcasts are found go ahead and download it now and listen to it listen to all of them but listen to the most recent one first and then go listen to the first one and then you'll go hey this sounds like the most recent one you'll be like well only the final third oh look what i've done Go ahead and listen to it now, please, if you would. 40-year-old boy. Yeah, download my podcast. What the fuck? Dude, I'm groggy. All right. Um, The Paranoid Strain podcast is available right now. Go ahead and download it. Uh, Leave a review in the iTunes store. Write him a note. Tell him he's great. And uh, and join his Facebook fan club as well. He's got a Facebook page. Go ahead and just put in the Paranoid Strain. Search for it. You'll find the Facebook page. You can become a member of that, too. Uh, And he would love it, and so would I. Go ahead. Man does fucking amazing work. Danny Unicorn does amazing work. Go reward him for it by downloading and listening, please. Uh, I'm on Cameo. Did you know this? I am. That means you can have me on your phone yawning rather than have me on your uh, podcast yawning. You can hire me to go ahead and call uh, whomever. I don't call them. Let's fucking clear this up right now, okay? You hire me. I make a video for them, and then you show it to them on your phone or you send it to their phone, whatever the fuck happens. I don't know. Uh, I just did two more this week. I won't say the names in case they haven't been given yet. Because there there was a certain date. Fuck you, yawning. God damn my fucking head. Uh, There was a certain date that we were waiting for. So I did these two. And uh, eventually I'll be able to tell you about them. But uh, thank you to the person who thought of me. I hope the people who get them enjoy them. And uh, I'm available now if you go ahead and put it on your phone. Or you can go to bookcameo.com or put the cameo up on your phone. And you're thinking to yourself, man, I, I need a guy to tell my neighbor to fucking watch his property line. I'm the guy to do it. Jesus, I want to thank my postman for doing a wonderful job. I'm happy to help because right now postmen need all the fucking help they can get. Because again, not only is the government trying to destroy them, but there's a portion of the population who's like, yeah, fuck the government and post offices. I don't, uh, I don't know. When did everybody turn into the fucking Joker where it was just, everybody wants anarchy and chaos all the fucking time. I mean, that's fun to be like that when you're, you know, like when I do it, I'm like, yay, it's fun. But when regular people do it, it's like that. You know, a million years ago on this show, I was talking about my wife. Like, I want to hide under the coats. But now my wife wanted to hide under the coats. And I'm like, fuck this, man. I can't. We can't both hide under the coats. You got to go out and live your life. Shoo. Get out from under the coats so I can hide under the coats in peace. Well, that's how I feel. Let me root for anarchy and chaos. And you motherfuckers do your jobs. and Don't fucking get in the way of ruining the post office. Jesus Christ. I read some story this week where like baby chicks are dying in the mail because people apparently mail baby chicks, which sounds fucking terrifying. Okay, but I guess it's a thing and it's worked forever. Well, now the baby chicks died because there's a delay in the mail. And I actually saw somebody on Facebook. They're trying to explain, oh, no, 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 no. I raise baby chicks. This happens more often than not. Uh, This has nothing to do with the government and Trump, uh, you know, the post office. And I'm like, "What what are you doing? Why are you explaining? Are you really here? To explain away and defend the murder of baby chicks, I I don't know. I guess I, I is it that important to you? You're that invested in this fuckneck that you're going to be like, oh yeah, no no no, don't worry, no no. It's they these new terrible things at the post office certainly are terrible, uh, but they're not the things that are ruining this uh, country or killing these chickens. These chickens die all the time. Ah, uh, we're we're the kind of country that kills chickens and doesn't even think fucking twice. You ever watch Mr. Rogers, Speedy McFeely, worst chicken murderer in the history of the goddamn world? You would think it would be weasels or foxes or anybody getting into a henhouse. You would think it'd be Frank Perdue. No, no, no. Frank Perdue is a fucking amateur compared to Speedy McFeely, who was killing chickens from the goddamn jump and Mr. Rogers was in on it. Because again, I'll tell you what, if you're going to go after the post office, you might as well go after Mr. Fucking Rogers because you don't care about anything, you lunatic. Defending the t- the tearing apart about the post office. Oh yeah, so much ballot fraud. There's never been ballot fraud ever before. Why wasn't there ballot fraud when he won? I mean, it's just, and then he tries to explain, ah, uh, fuck everybody, man. It's so fucking stupid. Everything is just stupid, isn't it? Aren't we just marinating and fucking stupid these days? And you're like, what? Who, who believes this shit? Dummies. Fucking Dummies. And it doesn't fucking stop. So I'll tell you what, if you got a Q member in your family and you want to to tell them that they're fucking stupid, hire me on Cameo. Just book me on Cameo so I can fucking ream them the fuck out. I will, I will chew. I will enter. I will just start chewing from their fucking sphincter all the way up to their goddamn uvula. I will hollow them the fuck out. You want to see that happen? You want me to turn your cousin into a shell of his former self? He's already a shell of his former self. He's believing in Q and all this stupid bullshit. WWG won WWA. What the fuck? Fuck you, you dumb fucks. Everybody's like, oh, no, there's a code. And then the deep state. And don't worry. And then uh, there's children's pedophiles. And Hillary ate a baby and skinned its face. And oh, my. Shut the fuck up. When did did everybody start making shit up? Oh, I know. It's because they all want to believe that they're more than they are. Nobody wants to realize that, guess what? You're a fucking actuary. That's it. That's what you're going to be as a fucking actuary. There's nothing wrong with it. Be an actuary during the week and then at night, go with your friends. Maybe have a couple of pops. Maybe you get a pizza on the weekend. You watch some sports. You have fun. You get into a softball league. You have a good time. And then Monday morning, you're an actuary again. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a solid life. Raise some kids. Happy. But no, there's always some actuary who thinks he's fucking James Bond. He's, uh, I'm on the trail of international killers. No, you're not, you fucking dummy. You're crunching numbers and columns. Every fucking clown who's a shoe shiner all of a sudden thinks he's some fucking, he's Matt Helm. He's undercover. Yeah, I might look like your normal shoe shiner, but, you know, I hear a lot of things on the street and, uh, shine, mister? All right. Let me tell you something. I I hear a lot about Russian interference. Shut the fuck up, you shoe shining fuck. I don't I don't want to hear anything from you until I can see your face reflected in the leather of my fucking shoe. And even then, all I want to hear is all done. That's it. That's all. I don't want to hear how you've gotten to the bottom of a fucking international cabal of llama herders who also happen to be stealing the fourth infant born in every city in fucking Italy, you fucking dummies. Oh, you don't understand that Epstein Island. It's Bill Clinton had a condo in there. Well, there's plenty of pictures of Donald Trump with Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, he was. It was a long con, our friend Don. He was there. You don't understand. He was. He was getting information from the inside. And it's like when cops bust massage parlors. Well, sometimes you got a fucking Asian to go ahead and take down the international massage hand job industry. Well, Donald Trump occasionally had to fuck a fucking nine-year-old to take down all these fucking child trap. Occurs. It's It's collateral damage, but he's there now. Where we go one, we go all. Shut the fuck up. Jesus fucking Christ. Live your life. Yeah, you're a crossing guard at the school. That's the extent of the safety you should provide for these children. Don't be like, oh, I've been looking into some deep state nonsense. And I, from what I understand, I'm going to have to go ahead and break into Timmy's house and steal him from his parents because they're going to vaccinate him. And didn't you understand that there's platelets in the vaccine that come from the blue whale and they're going ahead and making whale babies. And eventually these whale babies will be used to fight wars under the sea. And I can't possibly let that happen. Shut up the fuck up everybody was an expert everybody knows you don't know a fucking thing man but everybody wants to think that they're more than they are they belong oh no i'm i'm hot on the trail of, of international assassins no you're not put down your magnifying glass and get me the four rolls of quarters I need, mister Bank teller. Cause guess what? That's what you are. This is as close as you're getting to international finance is being a bank teller. Please give me two tens for this twenty Hercule Poirot who's investigating every crime he can possibly think of on his lunch hour? You wanna be Pink Panther fuckhead? Jesus Christ, it's all falling apart. This empire is crumbling and it's crumbling for the dumbest of reasons. Like if we were, if we were still protecting the world and jutting out our jaw and some other country just was stronger than us and punched us and knocked us out, we'd be like, fuck, and we'd get up and we'd dust ourselves off. We could feel proud about the effort, but instead we're a ourselves out from the inside by investigating bullshit, fake crimes that David Fincher wouldn't film You fucking clowns. Oh, I I heard that Anthony Weiner had something from the Rothschilds on his laptop, and it's what kept Hillary from being president, so we owe him a debt of gratitude. But still, Hillary should be put in Leavenworth along with Humida and every one of these other child-killing monsters. Oh, Oh, do you think so? Well, that's fantastic. Here, the problem with this is I'm only here to buy a movie ticket, you fuck. All I want is a fucking, I I just want a matinee, one ticket in the back row for Tenet. Can you give it to me? Can you sell me that ticket without telling me about a fucking international cabal of baby eaters, you fucking nobody? Grow up, you're nobody it's okay. There's a lot of people who are nobody. I'm nobody. Come on in. The water's fine. You want me to say that to somebody on Cameo? Book me. Put it on your goddamn phone. (laughs) Put it on your computer. Anything. I'll, I'll be happy to shout in somebody's fucking face and tell them to forget all of this fucking bullshit. Tell me the shit they believe and tell me the job they have, and I will fucking carve them out from asshole to uvula. I'm not joking. I will climb in their ass like a fucking eel, snake past their liver, and climb out their fucking mouth. Quit ruining everything, you fucking nobodies. So book me for Cameo. It's a delight. Uh, (laughs) Hey, we got a YouTube channel. Yes, we do. YouTube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Go ahead and uh, sign up now. Go follow or subscribe to the channel. And uh, Right now, there's 12 years of podcast archives. There's some old stand-up. Not a lot of new stuff on there, I won't I won't lie. But if you sign up when the new stuff comes, you'll be right there, right there with your, your eyes bursting, waiting to go ahead and absorb everything that I put up there. Uh, why wouldn't you do it? I think you should. I'm rooting for you. You should be rooting for me, too. Let's root together, shall we? Uh, YouTube.com slash the 40-year-old boy we've got that channel also what you're goddamn right we've got a twitch channel twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy uh go ahead and sign up for that follow and subscribe to that channel i'm on there all the time man i'm i'm streaming i'm playing puzzles i'm playing sword games i'm playing this dumb game where you're like a clitoris and you're running around rampaging it's so fun uh, literally, I'm just this rampaging clitoris, and I'm just I'm trying to complete races and trying to make it all work, and people watch, and we all have such a great time. Go to Twitch.tv/slash/the forty year old boy. You can follow or subscribe. If you're an Amazon person, you can use your Amazon Prime subscription and uh, and give me five bucks. Costs you nothing. You're just tapping into the pocket of Bezos and giving him five, uh, f- giving me five dollars from his uh, his wallet, which is big. It's something I've wanted for a long time especially since they stopped giving me money from their wallet, (laughs) courtesy of the affiliation thing. Uh, But if you can get me something through Twitch, that'd be fantastic. Twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy, youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy. Those exist. Go check them out right now, man. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? What the fuck else are you doing besides nothing? Have you become a Patreon patron of this show yet? Oh, you haven't? Well, let me tell you about it now. There's a Patreon page. Patreon.com slash Mike four zero Y O B. But I also think you can just put in Patreon, Mike Schmidt, and uh, it'll come up. You'll see my smile. You'll see a little Schmidtie. You'll see all of that stuff there. And, uh, and you can go ahead and support this, this channel, this show, this, you can support everything that I goddamn do. You're supporting YouTube at that point. You're supporting uh, Twitch. You're supporting the podcast. Uh, you're supporting everything, all the nice things that we've got, everything that's in my empire, my TV station, my radio station. Uh, I, sp- I spoke in grandiose terms. I have a radio station. Uh, I got a TV station. Duh, duh. Uh, go ahead and become a patron of Patreon and help me out with a couple of bucks. Why wouldn't you do it? Right? What else are you doing? Again, as I've mentioned before, what the fuck else are you doing besides nothing? Uh, It would be great if you were a person who did those things. Also, if you want to just send a a bit of cash that's not Patreon style, you want to go through PayPal, you like using PayPal, go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com. That's right. In the upper right hand corner, there's a little Schmitty with his pocket out waving probably. And it says donate and you click on that and you can either make a one time donation, go ahead and, and, and do that, or you can go ahead and subscribe and make a monthly donation. Whatever the fuck you feel comfortable doing, man. I'm not here to bully you. I'm not here to tell you what to do. But I am here to tell you that you should do something for fuck's sake, because otherwise I'm going to step on my dick and fall in a fucking sewer and nobody will ever see me again. Don't you want to fund my eventual move to Canada slash Ireland or wherever the fuck? I think you should. I think you would. Uh, why wouldn't you want to do that? So why wouldn't you want to fund my escape from this country as I go to flee over the border? Uh, please do that at Patreon. Patreon.com slash the 40 year old boy. Nope. Patreon.com slash Mike four zero Y O B. Uh, and you're wondering yourself, was anybody doing that? Because if I know, I look, I know you're a follower. You're not a trendsetter. You don't want to be the first person who does something like this. So if you're like, oh, I wanted to do the PayPal thing, but I don't know if anybody else is doing it. Is anybody cool doing it? Well, you're goddamn right. Our good friend Ellen has stepped up. Uh, although via, not really via PayPal, but she made a, a very uh, unbelievably unexpected and absolutely unnecessary donation to the show. She's lovely. She's a friend. I've had breakfast with her. We've had long chats. Uh, she's super cool and one of the best people. And, uh, and Ellen, I can't thank you enough for thinking of me and trying to help out this channel, this show, this person. Uh, that would be me. Hi. Uh, but thank you for thinking of me. That's super cool. And uh, I know you're thinking to yourself, well, uh, I, w- I would love to do this Patreon thing, but I, you know, I don't want to just be the first one. I mean, I, I, I've, never, I've never been the person who's the vanguard of something, but I'll easily slip in behind people if they want to go ahead and lead the charge. Well, okay, then. Then I've got news for you. Our great friend k That's right. Catherine Sweeby. Uh, has stepped up and made an unbelievable donation and gone ahead and started a Patreon thing. What? Yeah, that's right. She's become a patron, a patron of this show via Patreon. I don't know if I was supposed to say her full name there, but I did because why wouldn't I, right? That's the kind of guy I am. I go ahead and spill your real name to everybody. And maybe she wanted it. Maybe she was like, oh, I totally need that kind of uh, attention. Or maybe she was thinking, hey, you know what? I didn't subscribe with my full name for a reason. And I'm like, you know what? That's a really good point. Uh, but her and Matt are lovely and friends of the show. Hell, I was at their wedding. I was virtually at their wedding, but I was still at their wedding. Uh, and she's now stepped up and become a patron on Patreon. And I can't thank her enough. K. I love you. You know that. Huge fan of yours. Uh, and uh, and one of the best photographs I've ever been in in my life was with K. as a matter of fact. I looked really good in it only because I was standing next to her. You won't even notice me. I looked good in it. You don't even see me because she looks fucking Amazing. Uh, go find it. It's on my Facebook page somewhere. Go, go explore my archives. Go find every picture I look good in. All right, that'll take you five seconds, uh, and then you'll see her. So actually, you know what? go look for just a hot chick like in my photos, and you'll be like, oh, that's awesome because you don't have to look at me. Who the fuck cares, right? Right. Uh, so you can become a patron at Patreon, like our friend uh, KJo. You can become a a donator via either PayPal or whatever, like our good friend Ellen. Uh. I cannot express to you how grateful I am for the people who have stepped up and because I've met, as I mentioned before, and I'll say it again, if you were ever going to support this show, now is the time to support the show. Uh, And I do appreciate it very much. Anybody who's thought of me, anybody who's contributed, anybody who's donated, anybody who's stepped up to be a patron, who's given anything via PayPal, even the cameos uh the the twitch thing is really crazy our buddy Jeremy uh everybody is fantastic everybody who subscribes at patreon everybody who subscribes on twitch you are doing amazing things for me keeping me afloat during these the absolute weirdest of times and i can't thank you enough thank you so much um and and i'm actually happy i waited you know this is coming out sunday morning um i wanted to have it out saturday morning but uh you know life and then uh and then I'm actually happy I didn't because you know what I get to do all day Saturday? I get to watch the fucking uh Did you guys see the new Batman trailer? Holy fuck a moly dudes, look, here's the thing. I always think I'm out. Like I'm always like, oh I've got cape fatigue, I like grown-up movies, I blah blah blah. But then Marvel makes fucking Avengers or Civil War or whatever the fuck and I'm I'm in because Marvel does it so great. Now DC doesn't i i batman and superman is so dumb and it, it should be called batman and superman and martha really is what it should be called and then i didn't even see justice league like i saw wonder woman it was good it certainly was it was better than i thought it was going to be uh but i i didn't see justice league i don't care about the snyder cut I, lo- I love that too where they're like oh man this movie blew we need to see what Zack snyder's original idea was oh you mean the Zack snyder you guys constantly yelled at because he didn't know comic books and he didn't do it the right way for you before but now you think he's gonna be the one to save Darkseid and 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 shuttlecock or whoever the fuck else is fighting the justice league in this goddamn movie i don't fucking know but it's batman and superman and flash and wonder woman and aquaman and oh who the fuck cares right yeah, I didn't even see the Aquaman movie. I don't want to see that. Oh good, a fish that talks. Yay. Whee. I don't give a fuck. And I didn't see Justice League and I don't give but Batman is Batman. He will always be Batman. And it just sticks in my and then and you get your hopes up because when they're casting this movie, they call, they cast Paul Dano as the Riddler. They cast Colin Farrell as the penguin. Uh, you know, fucking Pattinson as Batman and then and then Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. You're like, all right, well, they're doing the right thing because that's what Marvel does. They You cast the best possible actors uh, in these roles, whether it's a a silly comic book movie. But you 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 get people who do amazing work and they can maybe make it more than it is, more than the sum of its parts. And then. Matt Reeves, who I don't know, I don't know a fucking thing about this guy, but he takes over the Batman. And I, I read this thing this week where they were like, it's going to explore Batman's personal trauma. I'm like, oh, Jesus, fuck. Are you kidding me? Can you just make a Batman movie that's fun? Can we make a Batman movie where he's swinging around and, you know, capturing guys and doing detective work and stuff? I don't need to see the fucking pearls hit the concrete again. Let the pearls hit the concrete. Let the pearls hit the concrete. Fuck you, man. I don't need to see Martha Wayne or or Thomas Wayne die again. I don't need any of that bullshit. I don't need an origin story. We know fucking Batman is. All right. So don't tell me about his personal fucking trauma and enough with the fucking superheroes and the, my dad died. My mom died. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. My dad died too. I I, I didn't buy a fucking cape. I should have. Um, but then the trailer comes out and, and even with Batman's personal trauma, even with the darkness, even with the bullshit, the second it starts the trailer, if you haven't seen it, it starts with this noise. You recognize it as duct tape. And then you see a guy that's probably the Riddler and he wraps a dude in duct tape and he writes on it and then a Nirvana song plays something and it's just it's so you want to talk about dark? This is bleak. This isn't even dark, Batman. This is fucking bleak. And then you see Pattinson. You don't see Pattinson as Bruce Wayne gallivanting with models. You see Pattinson in the Batsuit like right away. They don't fuck around. He's not hiding in the shadows. We get him, Colin Farrell with a bunch of prosthetics all over his fucking face so he can look like a fat, jowly Joker, which is fucking perfect. And then you've got ridiculous fucking Paul Dano, who we don't even see, but you hear his kind of sing-songy, echoing-y voice as he's leaving riddles at crime scenes, and then Batman fucks a guy up and punches him like 40 times, and the Batmobile looks cool as fuck, and you're just like, alright, I'm back in. I'm back in! Just when I didn't think they could rope me. All of a sudden, I'm back into the fucking thing. I can't turn it down. It's the siren song. It's... it's It's fucking seven-year-old me with a fucking bath towel wrapped around my neck, sitting in my dad's chair pretending it's the Batmobile, and I'm back. You'll never lose me. And I love the Joker. I'm glad he's not in this movie. Maybe you'll do a hint to him at the end, whatever the fuck. But Batman's rogues gallery is deep. There's so many to pull from. So for you to have Catwoman and fucking Penguin and Riddler in the same movie, but they're not teaming up in some weirdness, it's just... It just looks great. It's dark and atmospheric. And I know you're like, oh, so what? So are all the Batman movies. And I mean, it's funny because then this trailer comes out and there are people because I like, I saw it. I was excited. I'm like, I'm in. I'm fucking in. And there are people on, on fucking Facebook who are making fun of it. They're like, oh, is this the Janey's got a gun video without Aerosmith? <laughs> oh, oh, good. Batman's. Uh, oh, it's dark again. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You open mic assholes. Jesus Christ. If you don't like it, don't like it. Go look at something else but instead everybody's got to lob their zinger in there. Hey, hey, I'm watching this. I'm going to get the best of those Batman fans. I can't wait to take them down a peg. Fuck you, Abbott and Costello. Nobody wants to hear your bullshit. Nobody wants to hear who's on first about Batman. Let people like Batman. And again, I'm t- believe me, I'm the fucking guy. Believe me, I take the piss out of everybody. I fucking get it. I come in here and I talk a bunch of shit about a bunch of stuff. I know. So why am I mad at these other people? I don't know, because they're fucking amateur night. Because the second something came out, they wouldn't let anybody like it. It was out out for... I'm not joking. I watched the trailer, and I went to to Facebook, and I texted fucking Pat and Kyle right away. And I went to Facebook, and there's people making fun of it already. I'm like, you dicks. Why? What the... Just let us... Give it... You couldn't give it 45 seconds before making sure your take was fired off about how you love it, or it's great, or it's bad, or it's fucking shitty, or whatever the fuck. You... Just enough enough with everybody and they're viewing everything through the prism of i need to be heard or i've got to be told and i yes, i get it i've done a two-hour podcast again i know i need to be heard too motherfuckers but you know what again i'm the fucking talent i'm not gonna be sitting here and going oh i shouldn't talk why should i talk fuck you you know why i should talk because i can do it I can do it. I can hold your attention to be fucking funny or interesting for two goddamn hours because I'm the fucking talent. I'm not some fucking jamoke lobbing off 15 words on fucking Facebook going, ho, ho, there's a singer that's going to send everybody into a tizzy. Look at me shitting on Batman again. <laughs> I'm so great. Fuck you, man. You're not great. You're just a snarky dick an artless snark at that and you're fucking taking things people love and you're trotting them underfoot, trampled underfoot like a Zeppelin song, you fuck. How dare you? Just let people like what they like. And by the way, next week, I'll be tearing apart whatever you fucking like. I get it. I'm a hypocrite. I know that. I can't pretend I'm not. I can sit here and be like, oh, I want everybody to like what they like. And then next week, I'll be like, ah, did you see this fucking Boss Baby movie? What if I did? What if I did jokes about the Boss Baby next week? Holy fuck. That was what popped into my head? The Boss Baby? That's like 19 years old, isn't it? I think that came out when I was in high school, the Boss Baby. And now I tell you, like, that's going to wound you? And by the way, if there was anybody in the fucking world who was going to be wounded by me making fun of the Boss Baby that's unfortunate for you, you need to get better fucking taste now see, look at that, I'm tearing apart a fan of the boss baby when I just said I wouldn't be tearing apart anything, I'm wrong too, I'm just as bad as everybody else, holy fuck, you know what forget I said anything, forget it, shut it all down turn the click lights off, Elaine put the minutes away, I'm not gonna do this anymore I can't because I just, I'm a big ass hypocrite that's all I do is I rip this and then I love this and I don't want you to rip this, but again I'm the fucking talent, so I I can fucking rip shit and you're not gonna fucking go ahead and go after me god damn. podcast podcast <laughs>